No, I just hate the Avengers. I actually saw another movie yesterday that I absolutely loved. So we're, we're going to poke more holes in the Stansbury just hates everything mentality that I get from from Twitter. But I don't, I'm not wild about holidays in the middle of the week. I would prefer this always to be like a Friday or Monday scenario. Yes, ideally, ideally I would agree with you, but it's the 4th of July, so sometimes, you know, it's going to land on different days. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. I think, I think, dude, we evolve as as a species. We evolve as as a human race. I think we should evolve how we do this, and that we because you said earlier this week, what were people doing for Fourth of July weekend? Was it last weekend or is it this is coming it this coming weekend? weekend? Who knows? What are people, exactly right? So why don't we just as a country realize that and say, here's what we're going to do. Yes, it's the 4th of July here, but we will we will be celebrating it by doing this. So, essentially what you're saying is pulling the Thanksgiving where yeah. instead of instead of it being like December 25th like Christmas is every year. is everything will be Let's move them all oriented around the ho- the, the weekend. That's what we all want. Okay, so it would be adding a date on to so Christmas would always be like let's say the last Friday of December or sure. you know the, the third Friday of December. Whatever it is. I like it. No, seriously, because, dude, honestly, I don't feel Because yesterday, I don't feel like I got a day off. Like, now what I feel like is that, or I did, but essentially what you did is, really what you did this week is gave me two Mondays. That's essentially what you did. You gave me two Mondays. Gave me two Fridays, though. Right? I mean, Tuesday was a Friday, and Friday is a Friday. So doesn't that kind of balance it out there? I mean, I and, and, and like not really. No, <laughs> like, no, no, just no doesn't. like honestly, like Tuesday night. I well, but you know what makes this a little bit different? By 10, 30, 11 o'clock in the morning, our day off is no really no different. Right. I normally leave work before noon. Yeah, and I was gonna say. I think that's probably a part of it. Is that we do have a weird schedule. I think people who work a normal job are like, dude, what are you talking about, Stansbury? That was awesome. Like yesterday. I slept until seven o'clock yesterday, and I was like, okay, days off is pretty much. I mean, you know what I mean? Like right. it's it's pretty much all wasted there at that point. I don't like it. I know. I, I did. Give me Friday or give me Monday. I don't know. I I, I, I I understand. Well, like I said, like July 4th, December 25th, like there are going to be some days where it's like, man, sometimes it's a Tuesday, sometimes it's a Friday. You're just going to have to. But I do like the idea, and I didn't think about it that way. If you just made it the third Friday of December, be boom, the best. that's Christmas. It'd be the best. If you just made it the first, the first Friday in July, that's Independence Day. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I like. Does it. it lose the significance of what's the significance? The significance. If I ask most people re- what the actual significance is, are they going to get it right? And Christmas isn't you know December twenty fifth isn't really Jesus's <laughs> birthday, is it? I mean, like I don't know. I don't. I didn't check the birth well, certificate. No, but historians have though, right? Like, haven't they gone back and said, well, it would have actually been this time of year and not this time of year? Like, I don't actually know, but like I've heard that. I have heard that. I'm, I, what all I'm saying is, like, dude, I got a buddy who gets a day off every week, right? And he chooses it to be Wednesday, and I don't get that. I have no idea. He's like, well, I get things done during the week, and then most people aren't around. It's like, dude, I was off work yesterday. I went and did things. There were people everywhere. Once now, again, though, you're out of work at 11. You know what I mean? Like, if, 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 if most people had that opportunity. No, I think ideally most people would. Why would you want a day off in the middle of the week just to have to wake up the next day to go right back to work? I think if we polled America, first place would be Friday, right? If we could, if we could build, if you had a four-day work week, Friday would be the day most people what want off, What would you off, rather right? Friday or Monday? I'd rather have off Friday. 
I really? would. I feel like that's like everyone jumps off the weekend at that point. So Thursday opens up your night there, and then Friday's off. I don't get a case of the Mondays like people do. You know what I mean? Like so many people are like, oh, case of the Mondays, can't go through it. It's like, oh, eh. see, I, well, this would just push it back a day. You're not going to get rid of it. But I get a case of the Sundays is what I get. Like Sunday around 3.30 in the afternoon, I just get depressed. So are you, would you, so are you picking Monday, you think? I think I'm picking Monday. You think you're picking Monday, which makes sense if, but in third place, now, granted, it's a far third, I'm picking Wednesday. You know what I mean? If, if Why? Oh, because to break up the week? Because then you never have to work more than two days in a row. You know what I'm saying? There is a little bit of me that's like, well, that's cool. Like where it's like you work Monday and then it's like, dude, oh, I just got to work one more day. Just one more day and then I get a day off. I wish I knew who came up with the system of work five days off two days. That sounds like a boss equation to me. And I know I'm always the guy that's like, dude, get ready. You're going to have to start working more hours than less. And I know I'm that guy. But... If you gave me the time machine and we went back, it just see, it does seem lopsided. It's 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 the it's the forty hour work week there. It's the eight hour workday. It's unions. I think is going what your answer would ultimately be there of like who who put yeah, this system who put this system into place. It's not a good system. That's not that great of a system. Honestly, first of all, when we did the calendar, we should have done it as eight days, not seven. I don't know what the hell we were thinking. Let's do it as eight days, and then you split it in half. You work four, you're off four. You're off four, you work two two off, four on, two off. But given the fact that it's only seven days, I don't understand why we're not off. Why don't we work four off three? That way you're still working more than you're not. Yeah, I get what you're saying there. I do. I mean, I, we've talked about this before, and the forty or the the four day work week, I think, is a possibility. I think like, people could do it. Well, there's it, enough articles out there that say if you're over forty, that three days a three week days. Is, is the best way to do it. Which honestly, I wish people would stop retweeting that. Some of us are over forty, and I don't want to be pushed out of the door and do it in America, where See nobody ya. cares about you once you reach a certain age. And honestly, once that you get fired from that job, now you're just like worthless. I don't want that. Just stop walk. retweeting that. Just greeting people as. Bye. Please buy things from this store that's going to be closed in six more years, too. Bye. Hi. This robot standing behind me is I'm training it so it can replace me. Hi. Please retweet it that I can't work more than three days a week. Please keep retweeting it. No, it's terrible. I, that's awful. It's a terrifying thing. It is. It is a little bit. I don't. I don't it, want that at all. Put it through all. that lens. I, now, here's the thing. I know. Also, like the Killjoy guy. Yeah. So last night's Fourth of July. Okay, let's okay? get this one out. You want to blow off fireworks? Yesterday is the day. I'm not mad. They were going off on my street till about one a.m. I'm not mad. Late last night in my neighborhood. I'm not mad. I'm pretty sure I could hear things from your neighborhood <laughs> all the way down to mine. And like, yeah, like I'm not mad because that's dude. Welcome to Fourth of July. I know what I'm getting. I can't be mad about it. But tonight at one a.m., I'm gonna be pissed. Is there is there a limit of Fourth of July fireworks? Because what was going on in my neighborhood, bro? I don't know. But if I rely on how many fingers my neighbors got, <laughs> I'm, it's gonna be longer than I want. I am telling you, it started at eleven last night because I was well asleep. And uh, when I say there were like fireworks, I'm talking legit, like out of the mortar fireworks, like 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 legit, like professional it fireworks. It sounded that way late last night, right? And I mean, just. For like for like at least a half hour, I'm telling you, one of my neighbors put off at least a thousand dollars worth of fireworks last night. And by the time it got to be three months late on rent, three months late at least, dude, at least three months late on rent, thousand dollars in fireworks. And so it got to be the point at 11:45. My girlfriend's like, "What? What are we gonna do here?" Because I'd been up for like a half hour. I'm starting to get pissed off. The cats are freaking out, like running around the house. Like one of them's under the bed. Like and and, and, and so we just got to the point, and I'm like, "Dude, give me the phone. I'm calling. I'm calling. I'm calling CPD right now." 
now. Like, I'm calling cops on these people. And I called the cops, the non-emergency number. Last night. Last night, dude. Called the non-emergency number. Because not only, and dude, we looked out the window and watched this. Like, not only. Buddy, snitches get stitches. Not only, not only was this, like. It, not only extremely loud and like, you know, 11, 11.45 at night, it was also like these people were being reckless with these things, like running out in front of them and like they were coming really close to houses. So I call CPD and I'm like, yo, hey, I don't know if you guys can do anything. And she's like, no, noise ordinances still are in effect today. Like there's no, you don't, you don't, you can, you can buy your fireworks. I know something changed with firework laws this year where you can buy them in Ohio and set them off in Ohio where you used to have to lie and say you were taking them to Indiana or Michigan or something, but something changed with firework laws and and she was like, no, noise ordinances are still 100% in effect. We've received multiple calls about this person in your neighborhood. She's like, we've got somebody coming over right now. And I'm like, okay, well, thank you. So, I, I, dude, I don't oh. even feel bad. I don't even feel like I have to be like, well, no, it's 4th of July. I got to make an excuse for you guys. Like, it's 1145 at night. I get it. You want to have a good time and, like, go ahead and do it. But, like, dude, there's, there's a point. There's a line. Yeah. I, uh, like I said, last night doesn't bother me because I know what I'm getting into. Like I know what I'm getting in. I would prefer they're not going off at midnight, but I know what I'm getting into. But tonight when it's still happening and it's because, dude, again, I just don't understand the firework thing. Like I don't get adults being into it. I don't. Now, look, if you got a kid, you get the blanket, you take yeah. him out there and, 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 and into the city's display, that's fine. But the shirtless moron drinking bush light and the three houses down, and there's not a kid to be seen anywhere. It's just three 40-year-olds who don't have cable, and the, the, this is their <laughs> this, this is their entertainment for the week. Oh, my God, Junebug, light it off. It's like, dude, it's the worst. It's the worst. So I drive into work this morning, and I pull out of my alley, and I turn left, and as I do, Dude, the amount of trash that created oh, was yeah. un- just unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Like, and nobody cleaned it up. Like, there's oh, just God. these giant like boxes of like you know where they were blowing the fireworks there's out of. Boxes and just, in their yard just, every day. Dude. Just, <laughs> just just trash everywhere. Like, it's unbelievable. Dude, I, dude, there are literally dudes bench pressing in the front yard of your neighborhood, <laughs> and you think people are going to clean up the firework trash? Dude, you're unreal, dude. Your expectations of people are just, I think, a little, just a little too. <laughs> high there. Just, just a smidge too high. We got more Stansberry Show for you. You guys hang on. The Stansberry Show. Rock 1069. 1069. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 1069. Coming up at 9 o'clock, we'll talk to Dr. Tim Novelli from the Patriot Project uh, who is doing an event for the Gold Star Family Monument that will take place in uh, Price Park, North Canton, July the 7th. So we'll talk to Dr. Tim Novelli about that coming up at 9 o'clock. Also, 9.30, we have Weezer Pixies tickets for you. That shows, I believe, at Blossom. We'll get you into that. So we opened the show talking about fireworks and about the fact that they were going off in our neighborhoods just a little too late last night. And look, I get it. It's 4th of July. It's going to happen. My thing is, tonight, I'm going to be annoyed. But last night, I totally got it. Fantona ended up calling the cops last night. Right. And one of the things you saw um, leading up to the 4th of July and all day yesterday, if you were on the social media platforms, although I tried not to be as much. Good for you. Um, I really did. No, Good. I really did. I, um, I I tried to stay in contact with my email that way. I, you know what I mean? And uh, like I was looking for stuff to talk about on the show, but I tried to stay away from like all like comment sections and that kind of stuff. But one of the things I kept seeing over and over again, and Fantone and I were talking about it this morning, is be careful with your fireworks. Dogs and veterans are affected by them. And Phantom was pointing out, he's like, what does be careful with a firework mean? Be respectful with my, what does that mean? 
How do I do it? Yeah, there's no courtesy when it comes to setting off fireworks, man. Like, I understand what they're saying there because they always talk about, and last night my cats were just terrified that animals freak out because they don't know what's going on. And veterans who are dealing with PTSD, it's like, yeah, those sounds I'm sure would very much, you know, snap you back into that memory. Well, yeah, that's how fireworks were started. It, it was to, it was to, it was to mimic that sound. But what? What what am I supposed to do here? Am I supposed to go knock on every door and say, "Hey, do you have any dogs? Do you have any or any veterans here? Is it okay? Do you mind if I do this?" And if somebody- because it can't be a time issue because no- the, the people are going to feel that way at noon. Yo, hundred percent, hundred percent. So if I if 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 I go and I knock on the door and I say, "Hey, do you know, do you, do you have dogs?" Oh, yeah, we got a dog, and he's going to be kind of scared if you light off the fireworks. So now I don't light off the fireworks. So I just say, "You know what? Okay, all right, that's fine. I'm just not going to light off my fireworks now." I, I mean, I get it. I understand. I want you to be thoughtful of, uh, you know, of other people, respectful of other people too. But like, you're right. There's no way to do this. There's no silencer for the M80. No, and like, I mean, and there would be no reason to send it off. And 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 exactly. It's like, well, then what? What are? How are we selling these fireworks for? What? Because if if you have to assume that there's either a a scared dog or be a veteran with PTSD in every neighborhood in America, right? Right? I mean, that's a pretty... Oh, if you add both things? Both those things yes. together? Yes. So, like, I, I don't understand how we're supposed to be able to do this. I don't understand how firework sales are legal from the jump, dude. So, I, I was talking about how something changed with the Ohio laws this year that made it easier to get people fireworks. Somebody explained it to me where, in the past, when you bought fireworks, you would have to sign a piece of paper that said you were taking them out of state. It was called the liar's law. Everybody knew it. Like Everybody knew when you bought those fireworks, you were lying about it. Now, okay. you, now you don't have to sign that paperwork, but you still need an uh, like an exhibition license if you are doing fireworks of that nature. So essentially, they're selling you a product that is illegal to use, that is illegal for you to light off in the state. How 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 is this? How is it legal? I I, I don't get this business model. Yeah, it's um, it, it's always been crazy because. They always tell you, yeah, they're not legal here, but yet there's billboards all over telling you where Everywhere. to go buy them. Everywhere. I know, yeah, and that is, it's it's a complete, it's a complete mind f on how that works. And I, I mean, I understand why. If everybody called it the liar's law, I understand why it was a little bit of like, well, dude, let's just get rid of this piece of paper because everyone's lying about it anyway. But just get rid of the law. Just get. What, what are we talking about? Well, I mean, yes, that. But the fact that when I was growing up as a kid, it was not like uncommon for you to find like a pack or two of like black cat fireworks in your stocking at Christmas. I think so. And so like, dude, giving kids like, dude, imagine if you gave a kid that today. I think stuff like that, like those small ones, I think those are okay. I think what these what these laws are applying to is those larger style where those are actually like being propelled into Into the the air air? with, like I said, like if, if there's a mortar involved, that's when something kind of changes there. Yeah, I think dude, a little bit of like, here's how this works, like an operations license, something like like my buddy, I don't know if he still does or not but my buddy who I went to like well I didn't go to high school with him, but high school age that I've known since then, my buddy Frank used to do the fireworks for the Indians like he was that guy. Okay. So I've stood right there like while he was doing that after a tribe game Dude, they didn't just yank that dude off the like East Ninth. They, you know what I mean? Like he had to go and like get schooling and be taught how to do it professionally. And like he's got some kind of like license, and he does. He does like county fairs and like all that kind of stuff. It's actually very intricate. And I bet you it's really good money too. I bet you there's money to be made in that kind of stuff. Just because 
every city that does this is paying for it. And not necessarily right. the city of Canton didn't necessarily pay for that. I don't know who sponsored it, but but every year somebody's coughing up a big check right there. Some business is saying like, hey, you know, we're we're gonna we're gonna be the sponsors of this. So I'm sure there's money to be made. Uh, what's the cost cutting on that been the last few Ugh, years? I don't even think, think about, about that. that, right? It, now, Canton loves fireworks, dude. There's no question about it. I feel like it's summertime. It's like every six weeks. It's like, oh, dude, we'll do something else for fireworks well, here. You, dude, you're right, because the, 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 like, the last couple of days, and maybe it was just cities doing them before the actual 4th of July, but I was driving home from like Worcester the one day, and like I was on 30, and sure enough, like I went through three different cities that were all doing them for something, and I was like, okay, well, obviously this area just loves. I just loves fireworks. Here. I don't get fireworks at all. Sitting on a blanket, staring at the sky, looking at red and blue lights seems like a miserable, miserable way to spend a night to me. It, you know, the monumental Fourth of July was the third, and me and my girlfriend we were gonna go down, and then we were like, eh, I don't want to fight the crowd, so we just got in the car and we watched them from a parking lot. And even that, I was just kind of like, all right. All right, we done now, babe. Is this over? Do I have to? Do I still have to stand in this parking lot of the CVS for another fifteen minutes, or can we get going here? With that backdrop, I could see it looking kind of cool. It does look cool at the monument. That, it does. I, I could, I could with with that backdrop, I could see that being a cool visual. And I like, look, if you got kids, I know what you're thinking. I got a ten year old, you dick. So like that, I I understand that. I that I totally get. But like a guy my age or Phantom, like dude, like you, yeah. just a perfect example. Like you and your girlfriend going sitting on a blanket of that, I don't get that. Now, if I had like a like a full blown girlfriend, am I gonna be the same guy who gets dragged to it just like you? Yeah, for sure. Of I course. Am. But I'm gonna go <laughs> kicking and but I'm gonna go kicking and screaming is my thing. It's like I'm gonna be sitting there all day going, I can't believe I date this idiot who's like who's intrigued by this. Like I, I just I don't understand. I don't understand it. It's it to me. It's just, but I don't like anything. It's very much what you're supposed to do. So I'm just like, okay, like yeah, we'll go get in the car and we're gonna go do this. But like I said, there was plenty of times standing there in that CVS parking lot. I'm looking around. I mean, I'm I don't want to like, look at we, paint supplies either all day on Sunday either. But I mean, that's just what women drag you to. You know what I mean? It's just the stuff that they do. I don't. I don't personally get the firework thing. And there's, you're right, though. There's no way to like respectfully blow them off. I, I just, I understand the sentiment there. It's just, but that's the that's the annoying thing, is that they're they're not really about the sentiment either. They're about getting Facebook credit for being the kind of person that reminds you about the sentiment. That's what they're doing. Pets and veterans, pets and veterans. You're never going to go wrong with those two things, dude. I love dogs and I love vets. That's scoring you points, no question, man. Notice how they come in pairs all the time. Pets and veterans, thoughts and prayers. Both those things don't really mean much. You know what I mean? They're well wishes, and that's why I don't knock people after a tragedy when they say thoughts and prayers. I don't knock that because the, what they're really doing is saying, God, that's awful. I feel terrible for you, and I'm okay with that. But it is kind of funny how those platitudes kind of come in packages like that. Pets and veterans, thoughts and prayers, they kind of go in hand in hand. And I really do think that if you're the kind of person posting that on Facebook, you're just looking to be stroked by your Facebook friends about what a good person you are. So they share it and go, oh my God, Teresa was right. You know what? Thank God for people like Teresa. Now we know. I don't know why I'm calling out our midday girl. I don't even know if she did it. I don't even know. She's pretty good. Check her out. Weekdays, 10 a.m., Rock 106.9. Coming up at 9 o'clock, we'll talk to Dr. Tim Novelli from the Patriot Project. And more Sands Ray Show right around the corner. Hang on. 
We boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. Yo, guys, Fantone from The Stansberry Show here to tell you about the Rollholt Vision Institute. It still happens to me all the time, dude. I wake up in the morning, I reach for my glasses, and all of a sudden I remember, dude, you do not need those. I got 20-20 vision thanks to the LASIK surgery I had done at Rollholt. And I'm telling you, your summertime is going to be so much easier when you don't have to worry about glasses or contacts. 6 nine. Stansberry Show, we're on Rock 106.9, 8.30. Guys, if you're trying to do these nice things because you think that's what's going to win a woman over, no. no, they can smell through your BS. Quit trying to be nice just to be nice. They can see right through it. They're like dogs. They can smell fear. They know you're afraid. They know you're trying to like change up your system to try to get what you want. They're smarter than you, dude. They are. For sure. Dude, I've said it a thousand times. Women are not men's equal. They are far superior in most ways. I've said it a thousand times. And every time people want to knock it, and I always say, to, I always ask that guy, "Hey, buddy, let's go out Friday night and have beers." Well, hold on, let me ask the wife first. Her first. Exactly you know, right. Yeah, exactly right. I say it all the time. When her phone goes off, she then picks up her keys in her purse and says, "Hey, I'm going to Coles with Carol," and walks out the door. Your phone rings. It's 20 minutes of you begging uh, and pleading about whether or not you're allowed to go. They're smarter than us, bro. They control every household in America. Didn't happen by accident. So at 8.30, we'll make you a little smarter on that. One of these other things that goes with 4th of July is this stupid, uh, you know, is this <laughs> stupid hot dog eating competition. Oh, come on. It's not stupid. It's a great American event. Now, you think I would love this. Right. Because it's all about people just shoving their face full of food. And I love doing that. Big fan of it. I did do it a couple of times over the weekend. Not weekend. Last couple of days. And uh, saying the same thing. Like, yeah, oh, this past weekend. Dude, yesterday, weekend, I, th- I thought it was Sunday all day yesterday. I thought it was Sunday all day. So, Joey Chestnut wins this thing again. Yeah. Which I don't know when at some point we bar him from doing it, like to, to switch it up. But like he's like the best at it or whatever. He won the coveted mustard belt, I believe it is. Yeah. It was 74 hot dogs the guy ate. And I don't know why they put this on television. Nothing's looked more miserable in the history of humans than this. It looks terrible. It's like little <laughs> small bits of hot dog like over top of your eyes now. They're <laughs> dipping the whole thing in a thing of water to make it wet and like so they can eat it fast. Dude, think about how miserable a wet hot dog, like a, taking a hot dog in a bun, stuffing it in a glass of water, and then shoving it in your mouth would be. Um, that doesn't even sound good. Not even remotely good, but it's not about that. It's about overpowering. It's about having that, you know, that grit within you that, you know, I think they do it wrong. Okay, what do you think I they think need they to do, do it here? Wrong. Here's what I want. And this just sounds like heaven to me. Is I they sit at a table and you bring out like a tray of hot dogs per person. Okay. There's no time limit. There's no do it super fast. What kind of rookie BS is that? I want you to have to sit there and eat the hot dogs, let the bread expand, take your time with it, and see how many hot dogs. Because I don't think you could eat 74 hot dogs like that. No, you probably couldn't because... The faster you eat, the more you can get in you. You can shove it in there and just kind of like, you know, shove it down As a matter of fact, most people claim, not most people, there are people who make the claim that that's why America is fat. Is that not only is, is the food you eat mostly just not that great for you, but on top of that, we eat so fast and we eat distracted, meaning we watch TV, we do other things when we eat, so your senses don't realize the pleasure they're getting from the food, and that's why Americans are so fat. 
I personally think the, the best way to do this contest, and I think I would be good at it if they did it this way, is just set the hot dogs down and let me eat them casually. I could eat more hot dogs casually than most people. So with that being said, so the Stansbury hot dog eating contest here. Yeah. So there's no time limit. It's just how how many hot dogs can you eat over the course of 24 hours? or like? I, well, all right, fine. Let's make it a, a time limit's all right, but let's not make it a time to where you have to like – I'm not I'm not impressed by the speed of it is my point. Make the time 25 minutes. You get 25 minutes to eat that many whatever how many ever hot dogs are on that platter. If you can do it great, if you can't no, whatever. And I think I win like that. But having to shove them in water and bite so fast to where honestly bits of hot dog and bun are in my eyes and like the water's everywhere. It just it's so gross. It was uh Joey Chestnuts, uh Joey Jaws is what they call him, you know, Joey Jaws. It was his 11th mustard belt that he uh, walked away with yesterday. So that's uh you know, a very impressive. You look at title reigns and dude, a 11 is something. That really is right there. Dude, America really is the land of opportunity. <laughs> like, think about that. That guy's famous. Like, dude, that guy is famous. 74 wieners and buns, dude. So 74 of those bad boys he took down yesterday. 72 the last year. And I'm I'm looking at it. Yes, this is a new world record. Yeah. Joey Chestnuts. I mean, and yeah. that's the thing, too. Is This is one of those things. You know, we always talk about father father time undefeated in sport. Uh, Joey Chestnut, you know, he's, uh, he's putting up world records he is. as a 35-year-old. So he's definitely Definitely gonna, you know, have 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 a higher bar to clear next year. What's his health insurance premium like? Who knows, dude? Who knows? He's not. I mean, he's not that big. I'm only half kidding. He's he's not that big, but can he get insured? I wonder. He always talks about how awful he feels afterwards, like how this is just like you power through it. There's that moment of glory, but immediately after, dude, Adam Richmond talked about it all the time when he did Man versus Food. The amount of times he would go back to the hotel room and just throw up all night long, it was like most times. And like his, dude, he stopped doing that show because his body felt so bad. So, uh, 74 hot dogs and buns, they broke down the nutritional content of this. Now, Stansberry, uh, you know, he's. How many uh, pig buttholes was that? <laughs> he's trying to, he's trying to shut the mother down, trying to get a little bit healthier. Yeah. I, I want to break down some of these numbers for you. First sure. and foremost, we'll start at calories. Out of 74 hot dogs and buns, dude, that is 2,080 calories. That that is 10 days worth of food right there, dude. 10 days in 10 minutes. I was going to say, I try to do about 1,800 calories a day. 10 days worth of food for the average person in 10 minutes. Yeah, that's, that's, that's insane. That's crazy. Uh, you know, uh, total fat grams, he got 27,000% of his daily recommended total fat grams from those hot dogs. 27,000%. That's insane. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, the good thing I will say, uh, there's no dietary fiber in hot dogs, like so he had zero grams to see zero up there. It's just kind of like, whoa. Uh, but the good thing is he's got 920 grams of protein right there. So Joey Jaws, you know, he's, uh, he's he's building that body, getting ready for next year already. Dude, that fiber's all right, though. You kind of need a little <laughs> bit of You that. do need a little bit of fiber in there. You, I just can't believe there's a zero up on that board. Nate says 74 hot dogs is ridiculous. I He once tried to eat a hot dog and inning at an Indians game, and I felt like he was going to die for two days. Nine hot dogs. Yeah, I could eat not, dude. I could eat a hot dog in inning for sure. Because that's three hours there. Yeah, you for know? sure I could do that. But that's one of those things. I had a buddy who was like, dude, this. Uh, we were in college. He was like, this weekend, seventy two hours. I'm drinking a hundred beers, and it doesn't sound that hard. But once you start adding stuff up together, that it's is like, a lot. oh, dude, that's a lot. That's so a lot. Nine hot dogs in a baseball game. I could do that. You could do it for sure. You got it. I've done it. All right. I uh, like. I, <laughs> I here's what I know for well, sure. You know. Now, this is years ago when I was like really, really heavy. But when you go, I always talk about this. When you go to the sports book in right. Vegas, 
like, and you watch NFL, you know, Sunday football, it's normally a hot dog buffet is what they have inside the sports book. Okay. So you go, you pay your money or whatever, and you eat. And, dude, you could just eat. It's unlimited hot dogs. It's Vegas. <laughs> it's just like unlimited hot dogs, all the condiments. And I know for sure I've eaten nine hot dogs during a Browns game watching them in Vegas. I know for sure I've done that. So, I mean, yeah, I, I could definitely eat that. Now, nowadays, I can't eat as much as I once could, although not that long ago. I did. I wanted to see. Somebody wanted to see. They were like, hey, dude, I know you're dieting, but like, you know, is there a day? Like, and I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm actually scheduled to take a, you know, some time off for that. And I kind of want to give myself something. And so we got done playing golf. And my buddy's like, dude, I've always wanted to see this. I listen to the radio show all the time. He's like, and I've heard lore of this. <laughs> He's like, so I want to see it. So we went to the Dalton Dairyette. Yeah. And I love that place. And it's dude, delicious. The, oh, it's so good. The ice cream's really good, but their food is really, really good too. And I had a foot long coney, two double cheeseburgers, <laughs> onion rings, a medium chocolate malt, and then I got a large blueberry malt to go that I drank on the way home. I drank that on the way home. And then I got an extra hamburger for me to eat when I got home. <laughs> exactly right. I mean, dude, God, I dude. was mad. And I said to him, I was like, dude, I was like, I used to be able to eat this and then something on top of that. Like this, I was like, I can't even believe I'm able to do this right now. It was so good, though. But it was just like the one day. And then I had to like turn around right back the next day. And I'm right back on it again. As a matter of fact, I'll be in the gym today. Because I did get a little lazy last week, and I can't, I can't have it. Because what happened was, is like I started to like the body transformation happened, and a couple of people saw a photo, like, man, you look great, man, that must have been good, man, you, things are going good, and it's like then your mind starts going, yeah. you, you can eat things, you deserve that hot dog. See, look at all that hard work, seventy four of them, just <laughs> shove them in your mouth. I think I could beat Joey. I honestly, this is no joke. I think I could beat Joey Chestnut. Sitting down next to him without the time limit, you have to eat them, not dunk them in water to like soften them up and like that. Oh, great. Cause I couldn't even eat a soaked hot dog. It just sounds disgusting to me. But if you fool like put on the condiments, the whole thing, the whole bit, and we were allowed to just sit there and casually eat hot dogs, Joey Chestnut goes down. I'm telling you right now, I think I could win that. There's a guy out there who's trying to change our, well, I guess our dialogue and the way we speak. And the, what we're calling cool in this country, and I can't make sense of this to save my life. So we'll get into that. That will be next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. 9 o'clock, we'll talk to Dr. Tim Novelli from The Patriot Project. They're doing an event for the Gold Star Family Monument. That will be at Price Park in North Canton this Saturday, July 7th. We'll talk to Dr. Tim Novelli about that coming up 9 o'clock. I know a lot of people yesterday. Fourth of July patriotism. I was very. Uh, what do I want to say? I was. I was inspired because people are doing. You know, hey man, dude, America's great. But it's like, all right, July fifth. What are we doing to make it better? The Patriot Project. You know, they're doing their part, and hopefully, we can find out how we can do ours. So I read this article, and I don't get it. Okay. And of course, I believe it's from GQ. And there's a guy who writes for them, Zach Barron. And I've been talking about this where it's like these think piece writers and these bloggers are actually what's ruining the country. Should we do this or is this or is this rooted in this is what's making us all fight. And that if people didn't just lead you down the path of, oh, my God, that's not appropriate. You would never come to the idea that something was inappropriate. Not never, but more rarely than you do now. And I know what some of you are thinking. Well, isn't that good? Isn't it good that somebody makes us think about some of the fact that something might be inappropriate? No. 
It's good if somebody makes you realize something is inappropriate. Making you question whether or not everything you come across is inappropriate is not okay. And it's what's led us here. Now, this is a little different because this guy's just looking to have a little bit of fun with this. But this is really, really dumb, and I don't get it. His whole thing is he wants to add a new piece of, like, cool slang to our lingo. Okay. And cool is the word he wants to replace. Because cool, I think his point is, is normally reserved for younger people. And so he's saying, I guess the headline of this article is, the great lie of washed. And Fantone is explaining this to me. Washed is his way of saying, I'm not cool, but I'm not quite over the hill either. It's like it's like cool purgatory. Yeah, where you are too old to really be cool, but you're not at that point of your life yet where it's like you don't care about being cool anymore. So this is you and I. Yeah. This is you and I. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Because, uh, it, well, it really is. Our job kind of like requires that you keep like, you know, your ear to the ground, what's going on, on the pulse of things, make sure you know what the new Drake album is called, like those kinds of things. Do you think if you didn't have this job, you would be less cool? I'd be cooler than the average 42 year old guy because I think that's what helps gravitate you towards jobs like this. Is that you know what I mean? If you're if you're just naturally that kind of guy, but yeah, I would probably be less cool than I am. I think you'd probably feel less responsibility to do it. To be cool, yes, and this for sure. Cool is such a. I mean, we all know what it means, but it all means it means different things to everyone. You know what I mean? There, I don't think there's one set definition that we can. I think the numbers used to be that one in four people would consider themselves to be cool, which is way too many. There's no way that many people are cool. Are 25% of the people on the planet cool. There's no way. No, no, they're There's not. There's no way. They're not. I mean, take any four people in this building. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, that's, that, that, that's true. Right. I mean, dude, honestly, I mean, maybe if you separated us into one of the other two groups, you know what I mean? But Do you still feel cool? Again, I feel cooler than the average guy. My like, I feel cooler than a lot of my friends who are my age. I um, I, but again, I, dude, having kids like kind of pulls you out of the cool f- circle. I think it used to. I think nowadays people are desperately still trying to be in that circle, even with kids. Where once upon a time, and my mom talks about this, she's like, she's like, I lost the entire decade of the '80s because you and your brother. I don't know what music was like. I don't know what movies were on. I don't know what was going on in culture. She's like, I lost all of that because I was taking care of you and your brother. Oh, you mean a uh, good parent? So it, it, versus. Trying Trying to be your best friend and trying to be hip and trying to be cool and like like how I see every parent now. Where now I was going to say I think a lot of parents still try to live both things and I I I think there's a part of that's okay because you still have to be your own individual as a human but like your top priority can't be like keeping up with the rest of the you know of 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 your peers who might you know have made different decisions than you like you have a new priority being cool is no longer your top priority. Yeah, the guy says I recently turned thirty six. And he goes, but I've been washed for some time now. He says about two years ago he got washed because he moved to Los Angeles from New York. It's been a blur of home cooking, getting into red wine, crossword puzzles, and daily exercise, he writes. So growing up is what he means, is what we're calling it, but he's calling it washed. I'm glad you described it as purgatory as a point because that's kind of what this feels like. It's what it is. I'm reading this book right now. It's by uh, Senator Ben Sass, and it's called The Vanishing American Adult. And he talks about how 
there's this new movement, and it's really fueled by nostalgia and a lack of responsibility um, of nobody ever really wants to grow up. Even as we cross these little in sometimes large, you know, life events where it's like, okay, now you're 18, but I really don't want to grow up yet. All right, now you're 21. Well, I really, okay, now you've had kids. Now you have a career. Now you have a house, but people still really don't want to embrace it. And that's why when, instead of being an adult, as we all should pay our bills and do these things, that's why it's, oh, I'm adulting today, where you're not really an adult. You're just pretending to be one exactly right. at this time. Exactly I'm, just, right. I'm just adulting today because I have to pay my bills. And it's like, no, bitch, that's what you have to do. I, uh, again, this goes back to what I'm, always talking about is that the entertainment divisions of these companies sell you with their music and their movies and all their stuff about how you know love's the only thing that matters and you don't need money and it's only greedy dicks who want money and it's because they know you're never going to have any and the companies that run those entertainment divisions own the rest of the companies in America and so they don't they want to keep you in that lane and that's why they sell you on that on on that stuff and they're the same people who now are selling you the nostalgia and why it's because they don't want you to be grown up they don't want you thinking like that because then you would walk back into where you work and you would demand something better or something different. It's all designed to keep you right where you are and to keep you entertained so you don't so your mind doesn't wander about you being miserable. The whole thing is set like dude, it's all smoke and mirrors. I know Avengers is something that, you know, has kind of become a reoccurring joke on the show. Um, but let's throw Ninja Turtles in there. Any of the other like modern reboots of what we liked as kids, um you've got so many people who are like, Oh, well, that ruined my childhood. Thirty years ago, if there would have been a superhero movie that came out that rebooted like it would have been like I, well I'm an adult I'm not going to see that how could it ruin my well, childhood I'm not I, I'll give I, you I, a per- this isn't for me I'll, I'll give you a perfect example of a, of, of a personal experience of what Fantone's talking about that tells you the truth in 1989 they did they rebooted Batman and my dad took me to the theater I think it was in seventh grade and my dad kicked and screamed the whole way to the theater about the fact that he had to go see a kids movie about the fact that he had to go see a comic book movie now it's your kid who's kicking and screaming on the way to the theater because right. you want to go see. It. Right, I was going to say now the joke is I'm not even taking my kid. All you five year olds better get out of the way. I'm going to see Incredibles too. Exactly right. And it's like exactly I, right. I I, I I understand why you have a little bit of that because it's like, dude, thinking back to 1988 and watching Superstars on Saturday morning, there is a little bit of me that's like, man, I was five. It was life awesome. Was awesome. Of course, life was awesome. You were five. Cereal, like, but that's not life anymore. Because the only protest you heard of at five was bedtime that was the only thing you could pro now everything's miserable you're an adult you're you're in the real world you're starting to realize they do that life isn't as good as everybody tells you it is at what point do you think you stopped caring about being cool when was that point of like i don't think i hit it you think you still on a on a, on a day-to-day basis make decisions because it's like i want to look cool I don't know if I make, I can't make the statement that i make every decision over that but do i still make some decisions through that sure And I was faced with how uncool I'm becoming the other night. Okay. (laughs) All right. Old man Stansberry. So I went to Buzz. I told the story about how I went to Buzzman. They were doing burlesque, right? Right. All right. So they had some like 21-year-old snot at the front door, right? Okay. And I've never seen her before, but she's, you know, she seemed nice enough. But she was like, <laughs> but she wasn't. Oh, about a year ago. But she's, you know, she said to me, she goes, "Hey, if you're here for the burlesque show, she's like, it's like fifteen bucks." I was like, I ordered food, and I was, like, she's like, all right, just go to the bar, and then I asked for a menu. She goes, "Hey, I thought you already ordered it." Nah, I don't care, but I'm not here to see the burlesque anyway, right? So then I ordered my food, and I was like, I was going to take it home, 
But I saw the burlesque thing, and I was like, there was some woman carrying around an Ewok head or whatever. So I was like, I'm sticking this out. I got to see how this turns out, right? And so, like, I eat my food at the bar, and next thing I know, I know a couple of the bartenders there. So, and then they're like, hey, you want to do shots? And I'm like, yeah, let's do shots or whatever. So, like, this girl who was working the front door, then essentially, I don't know, she gets off work or whatever, and we're all sitting at the end of the bar. And I've been drinking with, you know, a few of the bartenders for a couple of hours, you know? And I'm not hammered. I'm just, like, sitting there. And we get talking about something, and she just, and I say something smart ass to her, and she said, What? Because you're an old ass man hanging out with like 25 year old women? And I then just said, I was like, Oh my God. And I said to her, I was like, You're absolutely right. I have no, I have no way to like combat that other than the fact that I was sitting here at the end of the bar minding my own goddamn business. These 25 year old bartenders came down to this end of the bar and started, they wanted to hang out with me. I was like, is there anything about my demeanor that tells you I want people talking to me? I was like, is that like, then I, you're misconstruing me as a person. I don't want to talk to any one of you. I would throw you all out in the back of the door, to be honest with you. But she did. She like smacked me right in the face with it where I was like, oh, my God, I can't go here to get tacos anymore. Like, dude, where's the 50-year-old person taco place? Like, where's that? Like, is, it, is that street side? Is that why that opened right down the street? Is that why, is that why I do that? Maybe that's why I do that. I just, but that one day it did, it kind of hurt. But again, like I can't do the things that guys try to do to hold on to their cool though. Like I can't do that. Like I got a little like gray in my beard. I can't dye it. I'm not dyeing my hair. I'm not doing any of that. I can't do any of that desperate. I'm not this old stuff yet. I still dress probably a little younger. Like I probably, as a guy my age, probably shouldn't have like 10 pairs of Vans. Like, that probably shouldn't be. Yeah, but at what point does it turn into, like, well, now I'm going to tuck my T-shirt into my jean shorts? You know what I'm saying? Ask what, your dad. I was gonna say, <laughs> at what point do you pull the Mike Fantone? Ask Mike Fantone how that works. A woman begged, begged bystanders not to call for help when she was in trouble. The reason why, I think, is a struggle a lot of us are going through. I'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry and his boy, Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Excuse me. <coughs> Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Hold on. I got to drink some of this water. Sorry about that. We're on Rock 106.9. 9 o'clock, we'll talk to Dr. Tim Novelli from the Patriot Project. Also, 9.30, pass out those Weezer Pixies tickets. We'll do that as well. I saw this story over the, uh, over the last few days, and it kind of bummed me out. And I think <coughs> a lot of us are probably in this situation. You might be in this situation right now. Hack Maybe. that bad boy up. Get that thing out of there, baby. I think I'm good. You all right? I think I'm good. All right. A woman became uh, uh, trapped by a subway train in Boston. And she got caught between the train and the platform itself. I guess she was uh, trying to get off the train. And they claim her leg was like twisted and bloody, which I would imagine it would be. Mm-hmm. You get trapped between those two things. That's going to happen. And of course, people like rush to help her. And then other people are like, I'm just going to pull out my cell phone. We'll call for help. That's what you would want people to do, right? Right. This woman starts freaking out and starts telling people, whatever you do, don't call the ambulance. Don't call, don't call, don't call. She wanted to know how much it costs, or she was basically asking them, do you know how much that costs? Don't, don't call for an ambulance. She didn't, want to, she didn't want anybody to call for help because she knew it was going to be around $3,000 is what she claims it was. I don't know what it is, but they, 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 she claims it was going to be $3,000. 
And so she didn't want anybody to call for help for her because she doesn't have health insurance. and She doesn't want to have to pay this money. So she'd rather sit there with her leg, again, twisted and bloody is the quote that I'm reading, rather than have somebody help her by calling an ambulance. She didn't want it. And it got me thinking. At first I was like, who just doesn't call the ambulance to go? And it's like, well, if you don't have the money, a lot of people probably. Oh, yeah. And I started thinking about the fact most of my adult life I have not had health insurance. I've had it since working here. And I had it the previous time I worked for this company. But in between, I've, I didn't have it. There was like eight years where I just didn't have it. And so there's a lot of times where you're just not going to the doctor, dentist, all, a lot of kind of physicians because you just can't do it. And so I don't know what the answer is. I know what everybody's thinking is, well, the answer is universal health care. And maybe it is. I'm not saying it's not. It's just I remember we were having this debate about free health care and I remember a guy getting all on me on Twitter when we were talking about it. He says, why are you knocking free health care? Why are you knocking that? And I said to him, I was like, you get that it's not free, right? Yeah, it is. They say it's free. And I said to him, yeah, dude, they call it free so you'll vote for it. Much in the same way that like going to school is free. Like You don't pay anything to go to high school, but yes, in the big picture there. You're paying for uh, it. I mean, that's what taxes are. It's free to ride down Tusk, but... You're paying for it. And people always want to you know, point to Canada for me. And I've got a friend who lives in Canada right now. And as a matter of fact, she keeps dual citizenship. That way, when she gets hurt or when she gets sick, she can cross the border and go to a doctor in the United States. Because in Canada, you have to be on a nine-month waiting period to see a doctor. So you can get free health care, but you are not going to get free health care and get America's version of health care, which is, I'm an American, you see me right now, you make this as, as easy as humanly possible. That's what your expectation of an American is, is for everything to be super convenient. It may be free for them up there, even though they're taxed at like 42%, so it's not really at all, but they, but they don't get to go. Like, they have to wait forever to go. So it's like, pick the problem. Which problem's better? Well, I, I, I if mean... If I need a doctor, I need him right now. I don't need him nine months from now. I need him now. I, I guess, you know, we always look at Canada, and it's like, there's a lot of other countries that have national health care. You know what I'm saying? Canada is not the only exclusive one there. So... People I, seem to tell me that that's the best version of it in the world. Um, I, I guess what, it, to me, it is, is, and when they talk about, like, is it free or not, it's like... America already spends more per capita, per individual on healthcare than any other country in the world. And we still have a huge, huge problem. So the money thing to me is like, well, we're already throwing the money at it. As individuals, as a society, we are already just spending, you know, hand over fist on this. And if we're going to spend this much money and it's going to be this dysfunctional, there is somewhere for improvement. Now, I'm not just saying, well, like, copy exactly what Canada's doing and everything's going to be fine. You guys are idiots. But there's got to be a better way than what we're doing right now. What I, could, what I will say is America's kind of like 3M. They make the thing, they, they make the thing better. You know what I mean? And so could we take a little bit of this and a little bit of that and maybe this system from there and this little bit of that that person's system and, and do something? Yes, but we won't because it's how we fight politically. I mean, we still have an extraordinarily high like infant mortality rate compared to other countries. We still have a lower life expectancy than plenty of other countries. So like I, th- I think what you're saying of like, 
well, what are they doing right here versus what can we implement within our system? I think that's the thing that we really get caught up on is we see one thing and we say, well, if we just copy that, it's going to be perfect. And it's like, nah, hey, you got to hold up. You, you got to borrow you know. from here, borrow from there. But the problem is, like I said, dude, we'll never fix this system. And it's because it's one of the things we fight politically, meaning, no, 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 our side of the aisle knows how to handle this better than that side. It's one of the things that we keep in the middle as a fighting piece. As a thing that we want to tussle over. So they're never going to fix healthcare in America, dude. Because then there's nothing for them to like campaign on. It's always the promise of, we'll fix it. Is, and dude, and that's, and that's how they get us to go, okay, well, it's November whatever. Pull the lever for this person. And it's how they get us to do it. That's why nothing is ever going to get fixed for real. Is because then all of that goes away. And I, I, I feel terrible for this woman. I feel terrible for the people listening who don't have health insurance. Cause dude, I just pay, I had to pay a $9,000 hospital bill for a goddamn kidney stone. Cause I didn't have health insurance when I went and did that. You know, when we talk about the cost of it, you also have to like, yes, the individual cost of $3,000 for this ambulance coming out. And in Ohio, most ambulance rides just to get them out there and perform anything on you is going to start at about a thousand bucks from what I saw. So like, that's kind of the jump. That's not even you necessarily getting in emergency transported that's if they come out there that's basically where you're starting is a thousand right out of the gate um you also have to look at this from like the perspective of okay this is an emergency situation but how many people in the world are like I don't know. I've got this weird pain and you know what? I'm not going to the doctor because I don't have the 75 bucks for the copay right now. And you do that, you do that, you do that. And the next thing you know, 10 years from now, you have stage four cancer that if you would have done something, if you would have went to that doctor initially right out of the gate, you wouldn't be dealing with this terminal disease, which is costing you and the system all this money. You would have been able to like nip it in the bud, you know, five years ago. Okay. See, dude, this is why I did, this is one of the reasons I didn't want to talk about this. You know what? One of the first comments on my Twitter timeline is, what is that? Well, you can thank Trump for rolling back the individual mandate. Dude, Obamacare was no better. Do you want to lie? Here's a lie. You can keep your doctor. You like your doctor? You can keep your doctor. Lie! They all lie. They're all in it together, dude. This is what I'm always saying. Dude, no one side is any better than the other. My brother and his wife live in Las Vegas. They have a 13-year-old daughter. They were told, you like your doctor? Keep your doctor. Turns out, no, because Nevada has different healthcare operating systems than Ohio does. Meaning, dude, they were not allowed to use their doctor and their premiums tripled under Obamacare. Tripled. Now, that's one family's scenario. It's not the scenario for every family in America under Obamacare. But this is what I'm saying is for the people that Obamacare benefited, of course you love it. But the people who it didn't benefit, guess what? They hated it. And this is why. It's what it's because both sides want to tell you that they have the system that's better. So you will vote for them and or not vote for somebody else. That's why they're not interested in fixing this. That's why our government's not interested in fixing anything. And this is what I'm always telling you. The money is generated from the dysfunction. If the trains ran on time, eventually, dude, the profits are what the profits are. But if there are constantly problems that they need to fix and overcome and insurmount and all this stuff, guess what happens? More money. This isn't a Trump issue. It's not an Obama issue. This has been going on long before both those morons got their hands on this country. Notice how I said they're both morons? Because they're both morons. This, dude, this problem's been going on since both before those morons got their hands on anything. If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. That was the lie. That was a flat-out lie from a guy who leans left, who voted for that guy not once but twice. That was a complete and utter lie.
And it's because this is how things get done. It's not about personal mandates. It's not this. It's not that. You know what this really is? My guess is this woman doesn't have a good enough job that, that supplies health insurance. Well, she has a job where if she has to be in the hospital for two weeks because of this, she's fired. You know, there's just a million different things where, where this all... So, again, I'm going to go back to personal responsibility. I will go back to personal responsibility with this. I did not, for the longest time, didn't have health insurance. And why was that? Because I kept picking jobs and I kept having to be forced into, into jobs that didn't supply it because I did not have the credentials or the experience to get the job which would supply that to me. Now, I do with this... And I do in this one avenue, but outside of this, I do not. Whose fault is that? Is it the fault of my government? No. It's the fault of Daniel John Stansbury for being ill-prepared for the world that he was in. Outside of this, I'd be totally and utterly screwed, like a lot of people. But again, my decisions are what screwed me, not anybody else. More Stansbury shows right around the corner. Hang on. The Stansbury Show. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com, and I've been waiting to do this all morning long. All right. I get bombarded constantly via social media. You hate everything. You don't like anything. You hate everything. Well, of course you didn't like it. You don't like anything. No, 10-year-old. I didn't like the Avengers. And it's also worth noting that, like, of course there's going to be a little bit more of, like, Complaints like what are we gonna do? Just sit in here and be like everything's so great and perfect and wonderful. It doesn't sound like a very good radio show. Well, that's just it. I mean, do jokes do jokes come from sarcasm? Sarcasm comes from things you don't really like. That's the way it works. But I'm constantly bombarded because I, people think I hate on things just because they're popular. That's not true. Right? That's not true. Look at the things I do like. Kiss, Star Wars, hugely popular. Most people would argue that they're more popular than they should be. Yet I like both those things. So, so much for that, you just hate on the popular stuff. I don't know if you like Star Wars anymore, bro. You told me Empire Strikes Back sucked. Uh, just that some of the technology in the movie is totally noticeable now. When you All go right. back and watch the Blu-ray where it's like, geez, this okay. really doesn't hold up. Okay. It doesn't. All right. Okay. But movies are where we're going. I'm constantly told, well, of course you didn't like it. You don't like anything. Which is False. And this actually, this movie actually flies in the face of normally how I defend myself. I normally say to myself, or to you rather, I don't really care about action movies all that much. If you're going to dazzle me, you're going to dazzle me with the pen. It's never going to be the action. And I watched an action movie over or yesterday morning. I watched it. And it was awesome. It was great. It was a big blockbuster movie, pretty popular. I don't think as popular or did as well as they had anticipated it would do. But I watched it, and it was awesome. Cool, fun movie. I, as a matter of fact, I don't even know how long it was because I wasn't sitting there thinking to myself, oh, my God, when is this going to end? So I don't know what the runtime was. So this was a phone-out-of-hand movie, essentially, what you had going on Well, here. I did it purposely. I shut my phone off, and I put it in like the center console of my couch. I was like... Put it away. You should start doing that more often. We should. all should. Just you turn should. it off for an hour or two. It would be you, great. You're going to enjoy the things you watch more. When you get in your car, maybe it is time to turn it off. What if I get a phone call? It's okay. You can call him back. Exactly right. Exactly right. So I watched Ready Player One yesterday. Okay. From Steven Spielberg. Okay. And it is totally nostalgia-based. That's what the whole thing is. I never read the book so I don't know. I I know the book people are going to be like, book was better. I didn't even know it was a book. I believe it was a book okay. and and then now then turned into a movie. I didn't even know that. And the whole thing is basically a guy created the Oculus. 
Now, Oculus, for the sake of making this conversation really easy, is virtual reality. Okay. Is what it is, right? And then the guy dies, and he creates a game inside the Oculus where you need to find three keys, and whoever does then controls the Oculus from here on out. Okay. There's now a company yeah. that's out there who wants control of it, so they right. hire people to be player <laughs> of the game. All so right, you get right, what happens right, right here. Four nerds take down the Empire, Okay. essentially, is what happens. All right. And it is awesome. It is a nonstop, action-filled, fun ride where it's just that. It is just a dump of two hours of, I don't really care. I don't need to be engaged in anything serious. I'm watching the DeLorean from, you know, the Back to the Future movies fly through a battlefield and take out, you know, players of Overwatch, which is a video game. It's awesome. Now, Okay, so there's the DeLorean. Like this was the one that was filled with like all of the pop culture. Like there was yes. okay, there was like Batman and like the Iron right. Giants in there okay. and like all that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I just I I, I I remember looking at it and seeing the previews for it and thinking to myself, well, that looks cool. But then what kind of pulled me away from it was like, yeah, but all it's gonna be is just. Hey, do you remember, you know, Thundercats? Hey, do you remember, you know, Space Jam? And it's like, yeah, dude, I remember all this stuff. I don't know if I necessarily need two hours of that getting punched in the face with it. It's There is a little bit of that, but not as much as you think. And the hard part for me to get over it was half the movie is them being in the Oculus, which is essentially, dude's virtual reality. You're creating an avatar of you. Right. So it's a lot of like digital characters that look a little ridiculous because that's okay. what people would do to themselves. And then half the movies are like real actor, live action, like kind of thing. So there's a little bit of that in there um, where I'm like, that part's not great. But like, it was really well done. It was uh, just a fun movie. I just had fun for like an hour and a half. Steven Spielberg, something to do with it, right? I was he the he, director? I, think, or I, I know. Producer, I know or? he produced. I'm not sure if he. Uh, it's um. I know he. I think he produced. I'm not sure if he directed it or not. And I, oh, I'm being. Cre- I, I'm being corrected. I guess it's the Oasis. The Oasis. The yeah, Oculus. Yeah, versus okay. the Oculus. Right. I. I think Oculus is the real one, right? That's the one that what's his name's doing. That that what's his name is doing. Sure. I, guess. I think. Uh, yeah, the guy that's doing like the boring uh, company, you know, uh, drilling on Elon Musk. I believe Oculus is his. So yeah, it's the Oasis, and it's somewhat like water based. But that movie was just fun. It was just fun. It was just a fun movie. It um, mindless entertainment has its place. There's sure no question it about it. And we like, need more of it, I think. And a little bit of like checking out. Now, there's going to be people who are like, "What do you mean we need more mindless entertainment? Look at all this mindless entertainment that's already out there in the world." Yeah, but we don't focus on it. We focus on the problems. Yeah. We don't focus on mindless entertainment as much as we maybe should. I think our ability to you know appreciate it for what it is, because like, and I guess maybe this movie did a better job of it than others, where it's like that's part of the problem that I do have with a lot of blockbusters and movies, where it's like, well, what do you mean you don't like? This two and a half hour long superhero movie trying to make statements about the world. And I'm like, I don't know, man. I just want this to be 90 minutes and I just want explosions. I don't necessarily need for it to be everything else. Yeah. You know, quit preaching to me in every project you have. And this didn't feel like that. It just, now I'm sure there's some of it in there, obviously, because I just welcome to, you know, new movies. But it was just like, I just, I, I rented it from like, I don't know, whatever on my Xbox. And like, I was like, all right, you know, I got the day off. I don't really have any plans today. Let's just, it's eight o'clock in the morning. Let's just make coffee. We'll post show a little bit. We'll watch this movie. We'll see if it's any good. And sure enough, man, two hours. I was just like, it was just a good, fun movie. So for the crowd that says I just hate everything to hate it, there you go. There's another thing I did not hate.
The LeBron effect is 100% real. It's already affecting the Browns. I told you it would. We'll give you those next on Rock 106.9. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever. Kent's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. 930. We'll pass out those uh, Weezer and Pixies tickets. That show at Blossom will get you in. Also, 9 o'clock, we'll talk to Dr. Tim Novelli from the Patriot Project. So we know that uh, LeBron James has uh, taken his talents and he's taken them to L.A. where I was told for a year straight he would not. Um, and yet there he goes. I still can't make sense out of it, Well, dude. I think Jason Whitlock made sense of it last night at Speak for Yourself. And I would have never thought about it. But his take is this. LeBron's no longer chasing Michael Jordan. He's chasing Muhammad Ali. Okay. He wants to be that figure. 50 years from now that people look back and say, nah, LeBron, because of the social issues, because of this other stuff, it's not just the boxing. And that, you know, Whitlock was making the argument that there were guys in the ring that were his equal, that beat him. But when you look back on history, it's Muhammad Ali because of the impact of everything that happened. And LeBron James is chasing Muhammad Ali, not Michael Jordan. And he thinks he moved to L.A. because you're closer to all that movement of of all the stuff that kind of happens socially and digital, you know, social media and Twitter. And he thinks that this is all. Now, I wouldn't think this of LeBron James, but he thinks it's all about the fact that in five years, six years, whatever it is. LeBron runs for president. Uh, listen, I am not. I repeat, I'm not going to ever doubt anyone running for president again in my entire life. I've made that mistake in the past, and I refuse to do it again, so I'm not going to say that no way that happens. I just think it's interesting you go to the Lakers, and yes, I understand that Los Angeles is certain, certainly one of the epicenters of what happens in this country, no question about that, but now you're in the shadow of Kareem, and like, Kareem... He's going to pass him as the scoring leader, though. Yeah, but I mean... In a Lakers jersey. But also a very important feature, or important person within... The civil rights era. Like, now, like... Mm, Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. You're not wrong. But you know that. Millennials, maybe not so much. And in the next few years, they're going to be writing the narrative. And also, they also think that that's... Whitlock said this, too. That that's part of the reason why he's willing to go to L.A. Because, and Chris Broussard was saying this, that now people are like, LeBron, you're not better than Michael. But when this younger generation starts to grow up and they're writing the narrative, they will have them above Michael. Which is the way it was always going to be, in my opinion. No matter opinion. what happened, and right. Just because the, the, the greatest of your day will always be the greatest to you. The greatest band of your day, the greatest athlete of your day. And I worry about that sometimes. I get caught up in prisoner of the moment thing because I think LeBron's the best. I think Tom Brady's the best. You know what I mean? I do. And how up- did you get lucky enough to be alive and watch the two greatest of all time at the same time? Right. It just so happened to be that way. So I often question that about myself well somebody was gonna get lucky enough well what i was gonna say is that like but it just proves to you that guys are getting bigger faster stronger we understand the sports better we understand how to get there better well like, they've turned into the year long like guys in the offseason used to just be horrific and then they, they have to have to get like in real shape again at the beginning of the season that's not the way this is anymore these guys actually work out all year i think our buddy dustin brought up a good point when he talked about lebron going to the lakers and okay you're not going to get jordan on six you're certainly not going to get him on six for six it's impossible at this point, but you could be the guy that gets three championships for three teams. You can't win the argument, so start a new argument. But like from a basketball sense, I've just been looking at what the Lakers have done, and it's just like, what? What? 
It's been underwhelming. It has so far. If you're LeBron James, and if you're following LeBron James, him signing with the Lakers is a huge splash. Everything they've done since then feels like ripples in the water. It doesn't feel like much. I agree with you. Now, there are people who make the argument that what they went and did is, is they went and got guys who have been there. And that there are guys that LeBron respects, meaning he respects Rajon Rondo. He respects Lance Stevenson. They say because these guys don't back down from him. That on the court they've competed with him. And that they've, they've been in his face and they've kind of done this thing and they've been in the moment. And there are a lot of people that feel like Rajon Rondo is going to push, what's his name, Lonzo Ball. Now, I disagree. I think Lonzo Ball is the next thing to get moved out of there. I think Lonzo Ball, because what, and, and, and again, there, Duke Colin Coward was making this point yesterday. If you're the Phoenix Suns, you know you're not winning the title, but what you need to be is interesting. What you need to do is sell tickets, and Lonzo sells tickets. That whole circus will get people excited about the Phoenix Suns. So there are, and I'm just pulling a team out of thin air. There are teams that you could shop Lonzo to who need him for another reason. As a matter of fact, Steven Jackson was on his show yesterday and he said this, and I couldn't believe he said it, that half the NBA, half the NBA players don't care about winning at all. That half of them are only in it for the money. They're only in it for the fame. They're only in it for, the, for, for what basketball can do for them. Dude, how long is it before the fan realizes that, I think we're already there, and then starts to say to themselves, why am I supporting this? Dude, how many, how many, what percentage of pro athletes in general do you feel that way? I bet it's about half of all sports. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that's probably oh, true across all leagues. It's not a basketball problem. This is a professional sports problem. The problem is, is that we have coddled these people too long, and we've made their life, what I'm always saying about everybody in America, the, 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 the life of a professional athlete is too easy now. In the old days, guys used to have to work in the offseason. Now, I don't believe a professional athlete should have to sell insurance in the offseason. But I don't believe that they should necessarily be making $24 million a year either. Because then look what happens. You get this. Well, do you think this was true back then? No, I think guys wanted to win back then. What's the answer to that, though? Do you, do you, do you say, like, all right, well, you're a pro athlete, therefore you can't make more than a million dollars a year? What I've always said is this is what I've said, is that, yeah, your job garners $24 million a year, LeBron. Cool. We're going to take 20 of it, and we're going to put it through all of these issues everybody wants to write on their tennis shoes and kneel for and hashtag and all this stuff, and you get to keep the four. So pro, so pro athletes, you're telling them what they do with their earnings. I, I, no, I'm saying just because your job garners that much money doesn't mean you should make it. That's what we constantly tell people about. That's we always say that about CEOs. Why am I not allowed to say about a wide receiver? We constantly say it about a CEO, and it's because you don't care about companies; you care about wide receivers. But that's what should happen here, and then they would actually care about winning again. They would actually care. If the incentive to win meant more money, and that was the only way you were going to make more money, you'd see real competition on the floor. You'd also see real. You'd also see people going, nah, dude, we got to stop these trades, and we got to stop this building of super teams, and we got to get involved. You would see a lot more of that, but you're not going to. You're not going to. Because, dude, the NBA player has way too much power in their contracts. Way too much power. Like, the fact that these guys can come out and say what Kawhi Leonard did, which is, I don't want to play here. I want to play for the Lakers. Trade me. Like, dude, imagine being able to say that where you work. Imagine. Dude, no wonder these guys don't care. Dude, no wonder they don't care. They have all the power. And by the time you make it through your first NBA contract, you have generational wealth. Dude, football guys aren't getting paid like that. That money's not guaranteed like that. 
No wonder these NBA guys don't care. No wonder it's half-ass basketball. No wonder the first round of the playoffs this year was atrocious. No wonder, because nobody cares. But the LeBron effect is already affecting the Cleveland Browns. I told you it would, and sure enough it is. The Cleveland Browns now have a better percentage chance to win the Super Bowl than the Cavs have to win the NBA Finals. Browns are 60 to 1, your Cavs are 500 to 1. Dude, the Cavs could be Dude, you might as well make it 3000 to 1. They'll never be relevant ever again. Ever again maybe hyperbole, they won't be relevant for another 10 to 15 years. It's over. It's over. You can talk to me about Colin Sexton. You can talk to me about the young group of guys. Yeah, it's the same young group of guys that couldn't get it done. That nobody said was ready for anything. You have an average owner at best. You have an average GM at best. And you have a below average coach. Tell me how this is going to be good. Tell me how this ends up good. The only point of debate here, and I agree here that the Cavaliers have zero shot to win the NBA championship. None. And I don't think the Browns have any chance to win the Super Bowl. Um, but the only thing I'll say here is I feel like it's more likely that the Cavaliers could ass backwards their way into a playoff spot than the Browns could. You know what I mean? Like, there's eight teams that make the Eastern Conference playoffs every year, and the Cavs maybe by, ver- you know, by, by, by just like, eh, dude, we just backed into a 500 record. Kevin Love played really well. Colin Sexton, uh, uh, you know. And if you make the playoffs, you're closer to that championship because I, I, I can't see the Browns making the playoffs this year. Eight teams make it, right? Eight teams out of the East, yeah. So we know the Celtics, the Pacers, the Wizards all get in. I'm trying to think of who are the other... Now, that's a lot of ifs, ands, and buts and stuff like that. I'm missing teams. But... It seems to me more likely that that's a possibility. And I, by no stretch might be like, dude, no, the Cavs are going to be fine next year. Everything's going to be great. But I could see somehow or another in a weak division pulling yourself into the playoffs. The just, eighth seed? Just because you played 500 basketball or slightly below 500 basketball. Well, the only good player in the East just left. Like, he just left it. Like, the only star, like, real actual star player just left the East. So, sure, you've got the teams on top of Toronto and Boston. And the one, one, and the one two, three, four. Fine. You've got those teams, and how those end up is, is one thing. But You could backdoor into the eighth. So, you can maybe do that. So, to me, that is like, well, who's closer to winning a championship here? Because I'm sorry, I'm not trying to knock on the Browns because I believe what they're doing right now. But, like, there I, are people who think we're going to win the division this year. I, I, I don't. I'm not I, one do, of those I personally people. don't believe we're going to win the division. I'm being told that LeBron's going to L.A. to be an actor after playing basketball, not a politician. I would agree with you, except for the fact that there was a documentary about the kid's life when he was 18. He's been in three movies while working in, uh, by working and playing in Cleveland. And if you're Miramax, or if you're MGM, or if you're any of those movie companies, you're putting LeBron James in a movie. You're putting him in a movie. He doesn't have to live in Bel Air for you to put him in a movie. I do believe he is out there for the connections to other things. I do believe that. And I could see him being a politician. He speaks about politics constantly, more than he does sometimes about basketball. He speaks about politics. He writes about it on his shoes. He puts it on his Instagram. And he has been, despite what anybody wants to say about him on the court or this and that, not a competitor, whatever people want to knock him with, he has shown that he is a compassionate 
human being that cares about other people. And Chris Broussard made this point yesterday, and I thought it was really, really, really smart. What is LeBron James outside of being a great basketball player and a dude who cares about his community? What else is he on top of that? A strong, valued, family values person because he grew up without it. And now he's got his wife and he's got his kids and he cares about them deeply because he never had it. And now he's got it. And he's a family values dude that does not turn off the New York Times crowd. Now all of a sudden you can get a liberal that can kind of like run on the family values thing a little bit and yet still some of the other social progressive stuff. You don't have to necessarily be the thing that separates the two. He can be the thing that unites both worlds. Yeah. And honestly, LeBron maybe could do that. I mean, definitely fatherhood is the thing that he claims he is proudest of throughout his life. So, I mean, I, I, I won't argue with that. I just don't know if that, I don't know if family values is going to matter in 10 years. You know what I mean? Like, I, I know that sounds crazy, but like, I, I don't know if it does anymore. Sixers, Raptors, Bucks were the teams I was missing. Charles, thank you for that. I just, I, I had I had a map of the Eastern Conference, I would have been able to tell you who they were. Uh, y- yes. Am, am I saying like, <clears throat> dude, Cavs in the eight, dude, for sure happening? No. They can back to it. But something happens there, and like I said, Kevin Love has a good year. They don't trade off him. They try to make moves towards towards like, hey, we we're still relevant. We're still relevant. We're still relevant. You end up on that treadmill of you know mediocre there, but still, like I I, I don't I don't see I don't see the Browns getting to the playoffs at all. Did you see? I guess the TV networks that carry the NBA are already starting to go. What we should do here is make the playoffs one through sixteen, not conference versus conference. And it's because LeBron left the Eastern Conference and went to Los Angeles. Like, dude, the power of that. Like, when they're going to rethink the system because of what it is you do, make no mistake, that man has got all the power in the NBA. He's, dude, if a player can have any power, I still think the owners have way more. Everybody argues with me, but they do. They have way more. But if a player can have it, LeBron's the guy who has it. LeBron's an exception. It's billionaires versus millionaires. Billionaires win. The thing is, LeBron this year in his career earnings will go over a billion dollars. So, like, yeah, you get into a rare air up there. Well, and it's that he's that good. And so, like, you get, you know, special exemptions when you're that good. And he is that good. But honestly, I would have never thought about it till Whitlock said it. But LeBron president, I think you can see it. And I think, honestly, you don't think he actually said it, that he felt like the Hillary loss was a loss on him because he was so in her camp. You think you mean to tell me a guy that competitive doesn't want to go back and get that win? I think he might. LeBron for president. It could happen. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you at WRQK.com. Miss anything previously this week? You can podcast it right there. So, I always say when we're giving it, like when we read from like these advice columns and like you know this kind of stuff. Sometimes you'll pull content from that. I always tell people, dude, just be who you are. Don't take this advice of you know they always tell people just be super confident. Right. And it's like, dude, if you're not a naturally confident person and you try to adopt confidence, it's not going to come off as confidence. Yeah, I remember there was a dating show on VH1 and it was like, I can't remember the dude's name, but he was telling guys like, well, Peacock, which essentially is wear something outlandish so you look confident. So people see you and think, boy, if he's wearing that crazy hat, he's got to be confident. Dude, unless you're hot, Ugh. it's just people are just going to look at the ridiculous thing you're wearing and go, look at that. Look at this loser. Now, if you're hot. Then it's like, oh, is that cool? Should I be wearing that? Yeah, dude, if you're hot, you know everything's fine. Life's perfect for you. What are yeah. you talking about? That 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 works out. 
And another one of these, it's not just confidence, it's nice. And I tell guys all the time, if you're not a naturally nice guy, don't try and be nice on top of whatever you are. Because it's they're going to see through it. Okay. Right? Okay. And I'll also tell you, women can pretend that they grow up more than men do, but they don't really. Women are kind of the same thing as men. Meaning, dude... Women don't ever really fully grow out of that. The guy who's kind of a dick is attractive. They don't ever really grow out of it. They may not want to marry the guy, but they're still like attracted to it. So like, there's also that where it's like being too nice is going to get your friend zone. Yeah. Like everything else in life, it is a balancing act there because if you think, well, I'm just going to be a dick to every chick that I meet in the bar and that's going to work and I'm going to call her fat and I'm going to tell her she's ugly. And it's like, dude, you're not getting laid then, but you're right. At the same time, if you try to over sweeten it, if you try to like, Oh, I'm such a great guy. She's seeing right through it. Yeah. There's she's also going to be because it's an act. Nice guys dress a certain way. They have certain jobs. There's a certain so if you don't have any of that stuff, and yet out of out of somewhere else, here you are, just this nice sweet thing. She knows what you're doing. First of all, every woman knows when we're talking to them for the first time. Hey, we find you either interesting or attractive, and I would like to find out what the rest of you is like. That's what we're doing. Yeah, it's you're scoping things out. You're getting that feel. They you're, you know you, that. You're, you're trying to feel it out. Because here's the thing. Is she's been through this before. This isn't her first time that this has happened to her. Like, you're going to walk in there and be the nice guy, and she's never ran into a nice dude before that she didn't sleep with. Like, she's just throwing the pee out there for every single for every single nice dude in the world. I I, I guess if that's what you think happens, but she she's she's seen this movie before. She knows how it ends. Dude, attractive women get hit on, on average, what do you think, probably 30 times a day? All women. God, dude, if it's attractive, 30, then it's all women, 20, right? I mean, dude, at the end of the day, you can be a pretty ugly chick, and you're still, every time you get out of the car at the gas station, hey, girl, hey, let me see you smile, girl. You know what I mean? Like, that's, dude, that's every single day. I would think so. I would think so. I, I don't know. I've never been an attractive person in my life, so, like, I don't know. I don't know how it works. I guess I'll just have to rely on what other people tell me. But these are nice things that women hate, is what I'm being told here. Okay. Checking in on her. Now they say, look, when you drop a woman off at her door after a date and you wait for her to get in the house before you drive off, that that's respectful. But when you start like, fi- like you start like texting, like, where are you? When are you coming back? How are you? Are you okay? A little too much of that is like a little doting on her is going to be annoying. And I would agree. Especially in the beginning. Like, oh, yeah. Especially in the beginning. Yeah. When are you coming back is something you can ask. <sighs> You're like living girlfriend. Yeah. A serious relationship. Like, yo, bitch, you went to the store. Like, what do we, I'm trying to wait to start this Netflix show? Like, when are you coming back? Like, that's when that happens. Outside of that, I wouldn't be doing too much of that. Yeah. Now, you can throw a how are you out there, but where are you? Like, what are you? Eh, dude, that, you're, you're getting into bad territory. Well, to me, that doesn't come off as nice. That comes off as controlling. Right. That's how it feels to me. Okay. So, checking in on her could be one of these things that nice guys do that isn't great. Lavishing her with gifts. Is another thing they say, look, just don't do it. Now, I, it all depends on what we're classifying a gift for. Um, I'm a, I have gift anxiety. I like buying things for other people. I like doing that. But if you're going overboard early on in the relationship and you're spending too much money, it's a, what I've heard women say is that it's a warning sign of, you know, your behavior down the road isn't going to be great. So you're trying to distract us with the spending of the money. And I think I could maybe believe that. Yeah. Um, 
And there's probably a little bit in women who you see that right out of the gate, like you said, especially early in a relationship, and you think pushover. Therefore, I can continue to get this guy to buy me drinks and buy me, you know, stuff and take me out to places, but I don't have to have sex with him because he's a pushover. So, I, yeah, you're losing on both fronts there to me. Yeah, I, uh, I, I would agree with that. You are kind of losing on, on two fronts there. We've heard this one a lot, trying to fix a woman's problems. They say here, unless her problem is something wrong with the house or something hard to reach or a spider, don't bother. They say what a woman really wants when she's feeling down, she typically just wants to be heard and have her feelings validated. Here's what you do. Nod and just say, yeah, I get it. And you're right. Beth is a bitch. Screw Beth. Beth is the worst. That's what you do. Don't then tell her, well, if I were you, this is what I would do. I would go to Beth and tell her this. That's not what they want. They just want to just be a sounding board. There was something we played in best of this morning and I brought up this point. So I'll bring it up again. Um, white men can't jump when Rosie Perez is talking about when I tell you I'm thirsty, I don't want you to go get me a glass of water. I want you to empathize with my thirst. I want you to say I've been thirsty, too. And I know that sounds ridiculous. It does. But that concept applied to bigger things is exactly what we're talking about here. That is true. That is kind of what they want. This is what this whole article is about. Here's the last one. And I didn't know nice guys were doing this. As a matter of fact, I would have had this in a column where a nice guy was too much of a sissy to do it. Okay. Jumping in the shower without an invitation. Yeah. Did you would you have had that on the list of things nice guys were doing? No, no, that feels like very like predator to me. Like, no, you just can't jump in the shower with me. I don't mind taking the sexy shower, but there is a little bit of like, dude, I'm in here to get clean. Like I need yeah, you know uh, what I mean? <laughs> like, dude, like, let's be honest about the sexy shower. Okay. Dude, the water only comes out from one end of the shower. Somebody's cold, somebody's getting the water, and Dude, this is one of those things that, yeah, vivid video can make look hot. Well, because it's a 10 who spent 10 hours in a makeup chair becoming like an 11 and a half. And then, dude, like they pose those girls in there. Like you think, dude, most of us would slip and fall and break our necks if we were doing the pile driver underneath a waterfall. Like that would never happen. This is pornography making you think you can do things you can't do. I don't get the sexy shower. Get out of here. I got things I got to be doing. And honestly, if sex is going to happen in here, I'm better off by myself. I'd be 90 (laughs) seconds. I'll be done. I'm the only one who cries. Nobody can see it because I'm in the shower and I got water on my face anyway. Everybody wins. The sexy shower, I think, honestly, is like, dude, it's like a pink unicorn. It's a myth. (laughs) I've heard of it. I've never actually seen the sexy shower actually go down. More Stansberry Show is right around the corner. You guys hang on. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9 Yo guys, Fantone from the Stansberry Show here to tell you about the Rollholt Vision Institute. It still happens to me all the time, dude. I wake up in the morning, I reach for my glasses, and all of a sudden I remember, dude, you do not need those. I got 20-20 vision thanks to the LASIK surgery I had done at Rollholt. And I'm telling you, your summertime is going to be so much easier when you don't have to worry about glasses or contacts. So if you've been thinking about LASIK surgery, I know you have some questions, which is why the Rollholt Vision Institute has made everything perfectly clear for you at their website. That is RollholtVision.com. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're online for you at WRQK.com. We uh, opened the show this morning. Uh, one of the ways we did it was by Phantom bitching about his neighbors. Uh, apparently, dude, their 4th of July celebration last night went way too, went longer than he would have hoped. Correct. And uh, they left all the trash in the street. 
So luckily for us this morning, your better half was on her way into work, and so she snapped a couple of photos, sent them over to us. They're online for you at uh, facebook.com slash Stansbury Show. They're also, uh, Fantone put them on his Twitter timeline, at Fantone's how you follow him on Twitter. And I'm looking at this, and there's only the, the, the two photos. So I know if I like drove down the street, it looks worse than this. Yeah. But even in the photos, it's like, oof, that's not good. I mean, dude, you can see the empty cartons of stuff that they blew off on like the tree lawn, and then all like the, the debris from the stuff is all like in the middle of the street. Now, here's an interesting point. I don't know about this, but I'm curious about it, and a motorcycle person can tell me that when people cut their grass and they have like the grass shavings in the road, apparently that's really dangerous for a motorcycle. And like guys, men and women, sorry, whoever rides there can slip and fall and it causes that kind of problem. I would imagine that this stuff in that street could do the same very thing to a motorcycle rider. I would think. 100%. If grass shavings are going to do it, I got to imagine the paper and whatever the hell this is all over the street's probably not great for a bike, I would think. I mean, I think each one of those boxes, and just in the picture that I can see, there's 15, 20 of these boxes right here. I mean, those are all... So you Googled the box then? Well, like, oh, I'm, I got a price. I, okay. Just looking at it, these like these aren't boxes of... Of like fat uh, cats, right? These are boxes of like this. Like I said, these these were mortared. These were these were flying up into the air. These were full throttle like fireworks. Where does the guy get a mortar? Where where does where does this money come from, dude? This is a thousand dollars worth of fireworks. I said it this morning, and I wasn't. I was like, I don't know. That's but your like, estimation. That's my estimation is okay. last night because if each one of those things are fifty, sixty bucks, and I mean that's just what we see. That's just one little sliver of what was there. I I, I would love to know because I. I see what that guy drives. I see the house that he lives in. I see the lifestyle that he lives. And like, dude, where did you get a thousand dollars for fireworks? I spent a little over a grand on a TV recently, and I'm still having ulcers about the goddamn thing. Yeah, dude. I know you are. I'm like, oh my god, it's a thousand dollars. It's up. It's in my. It's in my house. I love it. It's a fantastic. Why purchase. did I do this? Right, but deep down inside, I'm thinking to myself, uh, dude, I don't know. Was this a bad investment? Was this stupid of me? And that thing's gonna last me ten years. Yeah. This was one hour's worth of entertainment. This dude dropped a G on. I'm going through the same thing. I bought those couches, and right. they're going to last me years. Right. And I love them. They're comfortable. They're great. I've never been more comfortable in my apartment ever. And yet, because of the financial situation, it did. I just did it in the part of the month I shouldn't have done it. And like every day now, there's other things I want to buy. I was just telling Fantone during the break because we were talking about this. I have a hundred dollar gift card in my pocket from my birthday. My mom sent me. There's a golf rangefinder I'm going to buy. It's three hundred fifty bucks. Mm-hmm. So a hundred dollar gift card. Do the math. That's two hundred fifty bucks. Mm-hmm. And I'm like flipping the coin all morning. Like, do I buy it? Do I not? Do I buy two hundred fifty dollars? This guy's spending a thousand dollars, and I'm guessing more. Looking at looking right. at the photo, I'm guessing more. Right. on fireworks. So meaning you either a care enough about Fourth of July, maybe you do, to where you where you treat it like Christmas and you start saving up for it months out. Maybe that's what he did. Right. Maybe he did. Maybe this is, dude, and maybe it's one of those situations where it's like, dude, I'm a millionaire and you don't know it and you look like an idiot because of this. But more likely, this guy doesn't pay for his kid's health insurance. More likely, this dude Jeez. is 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 just sucking on every teat that he can get and just spend a thousand okay. goddamn dollars on, on fireworks. Well, I'm I, okay. Let's, uh, why well, really, I don't know if we can really back that one up because it because <laughs> it happened. But, buddy, let me. This is a small town. Yeah. And, and you know what I mean? And right. like I forget that sometimes. And I like will run into people that yeah. I have said things about. And, and I'm always like, oh, damn, no, that's no, right. This place, is, this place is kind of small. Dude, this guy lives on your street. 
Colossus and, down, yeah. And he obviously is in the I don't give an F <laughs> category of person, right? So, like, are we coming home to a brick through the phantom? Dude, and he just told the guy he got a $1,000 TV in there. <laughs> Fingers crossed it is not going to turn in that situation. Uh, I do know that the city of Canton and CPD were out there this morning as my girlfriend left. Um, and which, by the way, in one of those pictures, you see she's got 106.9 on the radio right there. Way to be sweetheart. But those the cops were already out there this morning. They were out there last night, but they were out there this morning like, yo, you got to clean all this up because who's doing that? So somebody else from your street hit me up earlier this morning and said okay. they were tired of it too. And what happened is the cops came out last night and everybody does what they do when cops come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll stop. And then this thing, they, next thing you know, the cop like pulls off the, the street later. and then next thing you know, they're right back. Yeah, the guy's mm-hmm. like, dude, I live on Phantom Street. This this guy sucked. This was like, it's really annoying. <laughs> so it turns out, dude, you just got a bunch of high class citizens <laughs> living up and down that street. Just a bunch of them, just lining up all down the block. We'll talk to Dr. Tim Novelli for the Patriot Project. That will be next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9, online for you at WRQK.com. And now joining the show is friend of the program, Dr. Tim Novelli from the Patriot Project. Uh, Dr. Tim, let me give some people a little background. Essentially what it is you do and what the Patriot Project does is you yourself are a chiropractor. And so you then supply your services to men and women who have served in the armed services. Is that correct? Well, not just those who serve, but the active military and their families, because they have limited use of chiropractic. We now have over 8,400 clinics in all 50 states providing free care to our active military, their families, uh, wounded veterans, and also gold star dependents, someone who's lost a loved one in, in battle. And so you are actually going to be doing an event, the Patriot Project is, for Gold Star for the Gold Star Family Monuments. This will be in Price Park in North Canton. It will be this Saturday. Can you give people some other details, maybe some times, and what other things that they can expect to be going on at this event on Saturday? Yes, through the Herschel Woody Williams Medal of Honor Foundation, who has dedicated his life. He's the Medal of Honor recipient from Iwo Jima, uh, and he will be in Canton, Ohio, North Canton, Ohio, uh, Saturday to dedicate uh, the Gold Star Monument, which he's pledged to put one in every state. That's awesome. And they're up there, I think, all but seven states now are committed to having one. So he's 94 years old, and he works tirelessly to get this done. He was just at a private meeting and dinner with President Trump on uh, Tuesday. He'll, he's going to be in North Fork today, looking, getting a tour of a new battleship named after him. He just wow. had a veterans hospital in West Virginia named after him. He is truly an American treasure and a Marine legend. And he's coming to North Canton again for maybe the sixth time, fifth time he's been here in our city to uh, dedicate our monument. And it'll be quite an event. We have the whole city involved from Mayor Held to, to, to all of city council unanimously supported this. We have the North Canton band, the North Canton football players are going to help the Operation Flags of Freedom post a thousand American flags along the route that the Gold Stars and uh, Woody will be escorted by the North Canton Police and Fire Department and Sheriff's Department, and there'll be a huge American flag, but the ladder trucks from Marathon Oil and North Canton Ladder 7 uh, as, you, as they enter the uh, site for the monument on Glenwood side of Price Park. Then we have skydivers from Team Fast Track who will be oh, skydiving in the American flags and the Gold Star family flag and possibly the POW flag if there's enough divers available. You know, um, 
you you, you, you bring up the thousand flags, and dude, when you said that, I just kind of got the goosebumps. I kind of got the yeah. chills. Just like, bit, man, sure. this is this is what's going to be happening. So Saturday, ten a.m. I know this is when it all goes down. Um, yep. You know, the Patriot Project started off as something locally out of your office, has turned into something that is you know nationwide. And you talk about how how you know you're you're looking to get one of these monuments in all fifty states right here. Why do you think Stark County? Why do you think Canton, Ohio, North Canton? Why do you think this area embraced your cause so much and allowed it to grow into something greater here? Well, again, we, we at Midwest Values, I would I would point to number one, you know, the patriotism and, and things that are sometimes out of fashion on each coast, thank God, are still in fashion and, and, and honored here in our Midwest. And I said, especially, I'm so proud of us that our, our whole city of North Canton has got behind this project and raised money. I said, children from the grade schools, Orchard Hill Grade School, saved their pennies and wrote checks for this. We have the football team out today in this, in this uh, humidity putting up a 1,000 American flags to the Vikings. We've got the band who will perform patriotic songs and taps. We have the Marine League who will be having a 21-gun salute and, and taps and having all active Marines as many as you can, because Woody was a Marine, and he loves seeing Marines there, but he wants all servicemen and, and first responders. He, he makes time for every one of them. But we especially want to get the families there um, to honor the sacrifices made by these Gold Star families that they've lost their loved ones. And I, I can't tell you how important it is that we start teaching our children to emulate these men and women of honor that, that give their lives so they can have cookouts on the 4th of July and do all these things that, these Gold Star families will never have that opportunity again with their loved ones who gave their lives for us. And to start telling our children this, to, to start honoring that sacrifice, because what hurts these families even more than that loss, what adds compounded injury to that, is when their children are forgotten or they feel that that sacrifice was in vain. Yeah, so I'm... they could just start you know, teaching their children at a young age. You know, and that's not all about sports. It's not all about celebrities it's not all about rock and roll it's you know there's things going on to make this country function and it's these men and women and their sacrifice that's a great point by dr tim novella joining us on the program and um you have started the patriot project for people who are listening right now who may want to either lend their time maybe even some money to to your cause or to just get involved in any way how can they go about getting involved with the patriot project well the patriot project again we have a the website patriot-project.org. We have our one big fundraiser every year, the Patriot Ball. It will be November 3rd this year. We have at least eight Medal of Honor recipients confirmed, along with the other who's who of the military. Um, you know, it's, it's, it, but this event isn't about the Patriot Project. You know, it, this is the Herschel Woody Williams Foundation, and it's the city of North Canton that, that has really come behind us all and, and really helped us motivate. They've donated land. We have the park department. We have the electrical department. Everyone is, I mean, they've worked in such synchrony. I'm so proud of the city, how they came together, and everyone was on the same page. What can I do? I mean, you know, they're, today we're going to put up the final flagpoles. The, the monument's already covered and installed for the dedication that's under wraps. Uh, but, you know, we're work, they're working, the city's working to the last minute to make sure everything is as pristine and, and, and beautiful as possible for this dedication. And I'm so proud to, to be born and raised in a city like this. And so the Gold Star Family Monument dedication will take place at Price Park, North Canton, this Saturday, July 7th. It starts at 10 a.m. Dr. Tim Novelli, I just want to thank you for spending a couple of minutes with us uh, this morning. I know you're super busy this week, but we're going to send some people your way, and, uh, and hopefully we'll be able to draw a pretty big crowd out there. 
Matt, as usual, thank you for your support and your patriotism, brother. Uh, we love you. All right, man. Thanks again for everything, and we'll talk to you again next time. More Stan's Ray Show, Weezer, and Pixies tickets up for grabs. That's next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Yo, guys, it is Fantone from the Stansberry Show. If you were there this past weekend, you know what a good time honor fighting championship events are. But if you missed out, don't worry. I got good news for you. You can still make it to their next event, Honor Fighting Championship 6. It is fight night. It is at Nautica. And it all goes down Saturday, August 18th. That's right. Honor Fighting Championship. They are raising the line. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online for you, we posted a couple of photos of uh, Fantone Street from the fireworks from last night. Now, not the cities. This was like neighbors. Yeah. And there's trash like all in the street. It's everywhere. And so we posted some photos, facebook.com slash Stansbury Show. He also put them on his Twitter, at Fantone's how you follow him. And of course now people are debating back and forth whether or not it's a big deal. All this trash is in the street. <laughs> so let me, let, me be, let me be judge and jury here. All right. Yeah, it's a big deal. There's trash in the street. If I went up and down the block today and just took garbage cans, flipped them over, and put all that trash in the middle of the street, you're going to look at me like I'm insane. Because it's trash in the street. Yeah. You can't have it. <laughs> you shouldn't. You can't have it. Then a guy says to me, or on the photos, not really to me, but he, but he comments at the Facebook page. He says, you know, I don't know why you got to have the cops called. Just, you know, call a street sweeper. Get a garbage can and clean it up. Wait. Okay. Raise your hand if you know how to call and like ask for a street sweeper to show up on your street today. I'll wait. Who knows how to do that? Who calls that person? I'll skip to the end of the page and tell you, I bet it's the cops. I bet it's the cops that are like, Hey, can we get a, you know, a, a city street sweeper out here? I think it's just on Sunday nights they come and sweep them streets. That's what it seems like to me in the summertime. Like, that's when it happens. I don't think this is a per-request thing. I think this is just like, yo, this area of town, southwest so, side, this is Sundays. It's like yeah, trash pickup. It, I it, would it, imagine, it, sure. Like, sure, I would imagine. But just, the, dude, this is the mentality of the average person in America. Call just up. call and ask for this thing that they wouldn't give you even if you offered money. Hello? Can, can you come sweep my street? You think they're doing that? And why should they have to? Why should they have to? You are the one who created this mess. That's a fair point. You are the one who did this. Good point. This was not like, all right, well, hey, there's just been trash that's accumulated, and we need to get this cleaned up, and we can't point at any one person and say, no, you hey, you it. littered out your window, therefore you come clean all this litter up. Yeah. No, this is you. Your household is the one who did this. You were the one who had the cops called on you. You take responsibility. So then he tells me. So then so it's like I give him that. I'm like, dude, I'm like, you can't as a citizen just call a street sweeper out. Like that's not going. And I don't know that. I'm just. Assuming it, and I bet I'm right. Who's paying for it? Who's right. paying for that street sweeper? Somebody wants to get paid for doing that, so somebody has yes. to pay something down the line, right? Exactly, right? So then I tell him, I'm like, dude, you can't just call and get a street sweeper. Like, I don't think it works like that. Now, maybe it does. I don't think it does, but whatever. So then he comes back to me and goes, well, Canton's such an asshole. I would just leave it in the street because it looks better. Okay. First of all, I looked at where the guy lives. It's a town in Ohio I've never heard of. So either he made it up or it's in the middle of nowhere. Okay. Okay. So there's that. Okay. I get that it's kind of posh to like trash where you're from. Of course. 
All right, it's what everybody does. This town sucks. I don't care where you live. You can grow up in Los Angeles. I lived in L.A. People who grew up there talked about how L.A. sucked all the time. Vegas, the same thing. My brother lives in Las Vegas. Been there 20 years. I know people who were born and raised in Vegas will trash Vegas. Vegas is fantastic. There's nothing wrong with Las Vegas. It's a great place to live. Right? No matter where you are, people want to trash it. So I understand that that's part of the game here. But people that live in Stark County... You really do bitch about your area, I think, more than some other places. And so I just told this guy, and this is true of me, I can live anywhere I want. I could live in Canton, I could live in Maslin, I could live in Alliance, I could live in Cuyahoga Falls, I could live in Akron, I could live in any one of those places and make it to work every morning just fine. Right. I used to commute the first six months the show was on the air from Cleveland to here. It can be done. I choose to live in Canton. That's a choice I make. And it's because Canton is way nicer than people give it credit for. The hidden gems in this city that you can find if you go look, and Fantone pointed this out, and he's right. You are who you are no matter where you live. If you're the kind of person that works, goes home, and watches Netflix for eight hours a day, I could put you in the coolest city in America, and that's what you're going to do. Because that's who you are. If you're the kind of person that goes out and finds the cool things in the city to do, I don't care where I put you, I could put you in Alliance, and you're going to find the cool things to do. Because that's the kind of person you are. But this constant knocking of Canton as if it's super trashy is like really starting to get on my nerves. Because I've been here long enough now where this does feel like my home. And so like when people start to trash it, even people who are from here, I'm like, dude, don't trash my city. Like, don't do that. And I will tell you this. I spent the first huge portion of my life living in Cleveland. And in my adult life, I spent the bulk of it living on the west, in the west suburbs of Cleveland. Let me just tell you this. Canton, by a mile, is nicer than Parma. By a mile. I would live in Canton over... Dude, when I lived in Parma, this is what would happen. I'd go to the bar and people would be like, where do you live? And I would say this, Parma. And then, like, word vomit, it would come out right after I said it. I would put my hand up and I would say, but I'm not from here. But I'm not from here. I don't feel the need to tell people I'm not from Canton when I tell them where I live. Ever. I don't ever feel like I need the disclaimer of, yeah, but I didn't grow up in that crap hole. That's the way I felt about Parma. Now, I don't think either you nor I are going to sit here and say that the Hall of Fame city is not without its warts, dude. There are certainly issues here. There's a lot of room for improvement here. There's plenty that we can do as a community to make it better. Plenty that the government officials could do to make it better. There's a lot of room for improvement in this town. But if it's such an asshole. Leaving trash on the streets is your... Could it make well, it better? Boy it's, boy, it's really an asshole here. You might as well just leave the trash on the street. Well, the guy said to me, he's like, you can barely notice. Well, why is it an asshole? Because there's trash all over the streets, you idiot. What are you talking about? You don't make assholes better by adding more trash to it. You're right, right, dude. If you have your toilet is clogged, you don't just keep on sitting there taking a dump on top of it. What are you talking about, moron? This is what I'm talking... This kind of stuff... Dude, the reason why the city isn't as nice as you want it to be is because you have that mentality of it's only Canton. It will be okay. That's why That's why the country isn't as nice as you want it to be. That's why the state's not as nice as you want it to be. It's not why the city's as nice as you want it to be. And that's why your life is not, is not as nice as you want it to be is because you take no accountability because you're like, well, somebody's going to come here and they're going to bring in the street sweeper and this guy who made this huge effing mess, he doesn't have to clean it up. Of course he doesn't have to clean it up. He was celebrating America. Yeah, well, we're like, fine. 
You're celebrating America. Where's your responsibility? Where's your sense of civic pride? The 4th of July, boy, patriotism. We're so great here. And then this guy, oh, well, yeah, I blew it all off, but I don't have to clean it up. F this place. It sucks. It's an asshole. Well, maybe America's awesome because you get to leave trash in the street. That's just, just go ahead. Just take a dump in the street. Whatever. God. Just literally, the fix was... The, the comment was, just call a sweet streeper and get a trash can and clean it up. First of all, why do the neighbors who weren't doing anything have to do anything to clean this up? Why did they have to do it? Why did the people who were living on the street, who were probably annoyed at 1130 last night when this was still going on, why did they have to do anything? Why are you looking to kick the can down the street to pass the buck? That's, the, that's the least of the American ideal I've ever heard in my entire life. Taking ownership of what you have done is the American way. Pulling yourself up by your bootstraps, that's the American way. Not making the neighbor do it. Jeez, that's kind of that that's kind of just a, a a backwards way to look at that. And I don't think you can just call the city and be like, send a street sweeper out here. No. I don't think you can. The city's broken up into four different quadrants. They work on them one at a time, and then once they get through four, it starts back at one. So no, there's a schedule. It's not like I can just call somebody, oh Mayor Burnaby, can you get the street sweeper out here for me, bro? I don't think it works like that. It does not. Rob tweeting in says, listening to you say S-hole is worse than you actually just <laughs> saying the word oh, of, of what it would be S-hole. I know. I know. <laughs> And I do that sometimes to point out how stupid adults end up sounding when we have to, like, censor ourselves over words that you're screaming when the kid's in the back. I don't understand why you're allowed to scream the word in the car and your kid can hear it. But if I say it through the radio, now all of a sudden it's a huge problem. Dude, the world is so ass backwards. I've never seen it. So the parent can scream the F at the kid all they want. That's not a problem. The big bad morning guy at Rock 1069 said, that's all. And the world's got to stop. Like, Jesus, Lord, clean up your own damn mess. Call street sweepers. Do the idiocy of some of this stuff. I, I don't even know if I can take it. I need another day off after reading comments on Facebook. Good Lord. We'll pass out those Weezer and Pixies tickets. That's next on Rock 106.9. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show. We're on Rock 1069. We have those Weezer Pixies tickets that are playing July 11th. Blossom will get you in here momentarily. 1 800 243 7625, the number you'll, uh, you will need on those. The LeBron banner downtown came down. And uh, there were people on the national media who felt like, oh, too soon. You look butthurt by ripping it down right away. And I felt like the other way. I was like, nah, nah, nah. if you leave it up, it looks desperate. If you leave it up, it looks like, oh my God, we have to hold on to LeBron because it's all we got. Right. And I feel like, dude, you, it's like a Band-Aid. Rip that bitch off and then you know we'll move forward. And New Balance now, which must, I guess, use Francisco Lindor as like an endorser or something. Because um, I know Nike was the one that put the billboard up. Because guys were like, you know, it's not Cleveland. It's Nike that's taking it down. Right. I wasn't really talking about who decided to take it down. It's whether or not we as the city, we as the area should want it down. And... Um, New Balance now has said, let's put a big banner up of Frankie Lindor, Francisco Lindor. And I would have to admit that he's definitely in like the top five like Cleveland athletes now. Yes, yes. Um, I think it's a little crazy to say that, well, it's got to be another pro athlete that goes up there because have any of those dudes put themselves on the same like late or level as LeBron? No, none of those dudes are truly iconic. Francisco Lindor, fantastic baseball player. I think one of the best young prospects in the game, but you still got a little bit of time left before you can say that you're, you've reached that level. So we looked up some facts on Francisco Lindor. 
And Fantone actually has Francisco Lindor's pay scale. This is what he's being paid this current season, correct? Yes. Now, what this is, is he is under contract with the Indians until 2021. But but 2019, 2020, and 2021, his salary is in arbitration. So not agreed upon yet. But this year alone, 2018, the money that the Cleveland Indians are are paying Francisco Lindor to play the game, $623,000, which is insane. It's this is one of those things in life that's crazy. For a salary, it's a massive amount of oh, money. Yeah, yes. But for a pro athlete, it's a slap in the face. Yeah. Not just a pro athlete, like, yo, dude, this guy's a scrub that plays on the end of the end of the bench and dude never gets any playing time. This is the star. This is the guy you're trying to put up on the wall. Right. Six hundred and twenty three thousand dollars. Dude, when somebody teaches that kid the language, he's going <laughs> to be pissed. And he's going to have some stuff to say. But here's the, here's the thing. And like I said, these next three years, he's still under contract. But those those salaries under arbitration, not figured out quite yet. But when 2021 comes around, or when he has the availability to do this, and Los Angeles or New York comes in over top and says, yo, here's $200 million, play for us the next four years, you don't think he's going to look back and remember, yo, I made $623,000 at the Indians. Weren't you telling me that Ed- when Encarcion makes $18 million a year? Yeah, yeah. And, like, dude, I'm all for it. I am, I'm the guy who says, dude, do Not the baseball. Not knocking Edwin's contract. No, I'm, I'm the guy who says, dude, everyone should do the baseball plan. Everyone, dude, pay these pro athletes however much you want to. Screw the salary cap. But if you're Francisco Lindor and the dude playing, you know, down the, down the, down the you know, two spots down in the batting order from you is making $18 million and you're making six hundred and twenty-three, dollars how are you not, like, disgusted every day walking into that locker room? Oh, I'm sure. Sure he is. Ugh. I'm sure he is. He has to be. I, dude, just imagine that. Now I understand. There's going to be guys that make more money, and I'm not saying, well, if everyone just gets an even cut, it's going to be no, fine. No, 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 I can't do that. But you can't. You can't. You can't pay your star, your the face of the franchise, the face of the city, the the, the only hope that Northeast Ohio has left. You're paying six hundred twenty-three thousand dollars. I don't know if this is true or not, but somebody just told me that LeBron's rookie contract in the NBA. Equaled out to $420,000 a week. I don't know what his rookie contract was. I don't have the number. So I don't know if that's true or not. But if that's true, LeBron was making a week, essentially, $200,000 short of what Lindor's making a year. It's insane. It's crazy. That's crazy. That is absolutely Crazy man, Lindor gonna get paid at some point, right? Of course, dude. And like I said, man, you don't think you're gonna remember this when New York, when the Yankees come, dude, two hundred million dollars for four years. Oh, because you know what the next GM says, don't you? The next GM looks at Frankie Lindor and says, "We would have appreciated you from the beginning." You, dude, that's a terrible right. organization. How could they with, do that Frankie. to you, Frankie? We would have known you were a star early on. We would have known. That organization over there is a mess. Of course they didn't know. Of course they didn't think they should have to pay you. We, the Yankees, we, the Red Sox, we, the Cardinals would know. Those are like the big three teams in baseball. Dodgers maybe too, you can make that argument. But like outside of that, you're absolutely right. That's what a good GM's going to do. Right. A good GM's going to get in your ear like a cop. Imagine if you would have been with us from the beginning, how much more money you made. You made $100 million at this point. Could have retired next year, Frankie, yeah. but now you got to play another 10. You're absolutely right. That is one of those things. $623,000. Oof. Man, I can't wait to talk to Munch about that tomorrow. I'll have Munch all fired up about that tomorrow at 7 o'clock. We do have those Weezer Pixies tickets. Let's pass those out. We'll take caller 11 right now. 
We should take all our 623,000, but we're not going <laughs> to. No, call our 11. We'll take all our 11 right now. 1-800-243-7625 on those Weezer tickets. Aside from that, we're done for the day. If you missed anything, podcast it shortly after 10 a.m. at WRQKE.com. You guys have a great afternoon. See ya. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9. Yo, guys, it is Fantone from The Stansberry Show here telling you about ESC Ohio. That is Elite Security Consultants. Now, listen, what ESC has going on, it is their first annual charity fundraiser for police training. And ESC, they're giving you the opportunity to prove how badass you really are. That's right. You and a partner, you guys are going to storm the ESC training facility. Yo, guys, it is Fantone from The Stansberry Show. If you were there this past weekend, you know what a good time honor fighting championship events are. But if you missed out, don't worry. I got good news for you. You can still make it to their next event, Honor Fighting Championship 6. It is fight night. It is at Nautica, and it all goes down Saturday, August 18th. That's right. Honor Fighting Championship. They are raising the bar when it comes to combat sports, and fight night at Nautica promises to be their biggest event ever. Tickets are on sale now. They're going to move quick, though. I don't want you to get shut out. Get your tickets and VIP packages available to you at HonorFightingChampionship.com. One more time, that is HonorFightingChampionship.com.